Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome to the open table. I'm Adelia. Uh, normally Ferris is here. Unfortunately, Ferris can't be here tonight um, for our New Year's hangout. But we do have some special guests that are here with us. Uh, first off, it's Video Drew, Nerd Chronic, and the Doggies. Hi, hey, guys. Doggies. Hey, Tammy. Hey. <laughs> it's Tulpa. It's Tulpa. Hi, Tulpa. <laughs> How you guys doing here. today? Uh, I'm good. I thought today was New Year's because we were doing this thing tonight. And so yeah. I was pretty sure that today was New Year's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple of days early for the New Year's hangout, but. Well, she was like, oh man, like it's already New Year's. Tonight. I was like, time flies. Yeah. I was like, we're going to be at midnight. We're going to be, we're going to be popping champagne or apple juice. Absolutely. Apple cider. Oh, can I just bring this up? What? My theory today about what old lady saying should really be used for. Old lady saying? And this song is the, the yeah. oh, it all. Yeah. Well, I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Second of all, um, I think that somebody, maybe Eric, should mash up like the final episode, like the all of Loki, basically, but like using the final imagery of Loki to like with like the song Odd Lane Sign because it sounds like for all time. Uh, yeah, like well, the translation is like for old time's sake or something like that. Yeah, yeah. for all of old yeah. times, yeah. for all of old times. And yeah. I think that like it sounds a lot of for all time. To the, the old timeline. But also, like, it's for all time. Isn't that their catchphrase in the uh, TVA? For all time, always. For, yeah. for all time, always. This yeah. is for all old time. Yeah. And so, like, you could end with, like, a shot of his face, like, you know, in the, in the finale. And it's, like, playing that song. And it'll be, like, that Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, he's, like, listening in on the, like, the party down below. But he can't, like, participate. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that'd be really cool for Eric to make that video. Yeah. <laughs> that would now, be cool, yeah. Now, I was thinking there's not that many, like, online selling, like, like remixes, like a, like not dubstep. There's not yeah like remixes. A, no, there's a lot of covers stuff like sure from lots, lots of people. But like remixes, I don't think so. There's no epic cover of Odd Light Sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Right, looks like yeah, it looks like we have a couple other people here to join us. First off, it's Brennan. Hi, Brennan. Hey. How you doing? Hey. Good. Hi, Eric. Hi, Drew. Hi, hi. Hey. How you guys doing? And good. And we also have Chris. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Hi, Chris. Long time to see. I know. <laughs> we just recorded a podcast about gremlins together. Ooh. Oh. Which I saw it for the first time on Tuesday. Gremlins 1 or Gremlins 2? Gremlins 1. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. Hey, watch Gremlins 2. Like now. It's yeah, best- I've, heard, I've heard that that, that I should. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different film tonally, but yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Gremlins 2. <laughs> but I discovered something today, Drew, that I think is right up your alley. Oh, yeah? So you, like, spirited away, right? Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli and all of that? Yes, but for a second, I thought you were going to say Spirit Halloween, which is another look, Nick Lutz song with <laughs> the Gremlin song. So, yeah. yes, I do like Spirited Away. I do like it a lot. On Max, 
they have two different versions of it. It's the same play, different actresses. Uh, in Japan last year, they did Spirited Away live on stage, and they have recorded versions of both actresses on Max right now to watch. That is very cool. When they did a live version of uh, The Boy in the Train with Robert with Heron, the Barber and the Heron, where it's like Robert Pattinson on stage acting like a total psycho freak. Dressed as a bird. Dressed as a bird. I'm going to be so into that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sorry? Sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeremy. What hey, what? Jeremy. How's it going? Jeremy's in the chat. Oh, Jeremy. Hi. I'm going to go and tweet about this. Not tweet. X about it. X. Okay. Yeah. What is the tweet version on X? Oh, it's called tweet. What, what, what Elon Musk says that I should do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. get so confused about what things are called on there now. Speaking of what things are called, I hope everyone saw my Andor tweet today. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter and, and Andor and what things are called, um, I referred to uh, the Andor. What's his name? Yeah. His, yeah, his his gun. I was like, I don't. That's the only thing I don't like about Andor. It's his chode gun, and I was like, excuse me, chode blaster. And I realized like, oh, that's <laughs> really worse to call it chode blaster. But you know how like it's like really like stumpy. And like girthy, like I don't like gun at all. That's a briar pistol to you. Uh, it's a 20 briar pistol that it was originally originally Clem's. No, I know, I just don't like it. Toad gun, anyway. Let's see, we got Jake Yacoveta in the chat saying, What up, party people? How are you doing tonight, Jake? Hey, Jake, I see. Jeremy says they call it a post now, but everyone still calls it a tweet. It's funny when I looked uh, it up. When I looked it up, I just saw the word everywhere, and I was like, "Oh man, Kyle turns all over this." And yeah. I realized that is uh, a character. It's a good thing. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. that's a very important character. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going, um, William Harold? Like hey, yo. hey, William. Show guns are the best. I mean, it's <laughs> gross looking, and that really is not even. Gun. There's like ten different types that look like that. Some of the into children? Oh, okay. I just I just looked up the children mint, and now I you know what now I, I need to wash my brain out. I mean, that is, I really wish you had. That. I need to go wash my brain out with soap. <laughs> yeah, it just means that like it's the type of gun that he has, and it's gross, and I don't like it. Or blaster, sorry, chode blaster. Uh, gosh, true. There's something. Uh, anyway. What what are you guys doing for the holidays? Yeah, I just I just showed a friend of mine the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time. We finished watching we we finished watching Return of the King today. He had never seen them, so. Which one is that again? The spider. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, Sheba. Yeah, Sheba. And and then there's um, uh, the part where they. Okay. And... okay, really quick, fun Drew game that I like to play on occasion. Drew, can you name the the members of the fellowship? Yeah, uh, just like just off top of what 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 are your names for them? Gandalf. Oh, this, okay, this, okay. this should be fun. El Elvish. Okay. Elvish. Jonathan R Rice Myers. Okay, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Ron okay. Yeah, Hugo Hugo um, Bossman. 
The yeah. no, sorry, Hugo, uh, Mr. Mr. Guy from the Matrix, Mr. Black, <laughs> Mr. Agent Smith. Well, Agent yeah. Smith? That's right. That's right. Is he in the side? Well, he's, he's not in the fellowship. And then the other guy who was like, I give you my axe sword. Tommy Smart. Okay. He's, he's oh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Game of Thrones dude. It's um, it's like Balin Greyjoy. No, it's not that one. It's the... <laughs> Balin Greyjoy. That's great. I want to see these people in a fellowship together now. I kind of really do. I do, too. Yeah. And then... Bing, Bing Rames, Bingo, Bing, Bing Rames, yeah. No, the other guy who sounds like Bing Rames, Bingo, the Carpathian, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah, Bingo the Carpathian, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, and then the 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 Jolly and Pippi and 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 the Jolly, Sue, Pippi, yeah. and uh, Samwise Gangeen. You forgot and, Pippi Longstocking. Samwise Gangeen and um, Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo. I, I was like, yeah, wait, you said Bilbo, right? No. Well, because I was like, it's not Dildo. And that is our that is our fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hi, good night, Brandy. Good night, everyone. Oh. No, no, no. You got you got Dildo. It's, it's, it's everyone in there. Okay, so yeah, and then I know that I know that um Waltz is nine. Um, Keith Urban is not in that group, but he's in. Keith Urban is not in the group. Keith Urban is not in Lord of the Rings. He comes. Yeah, Keith Urban's in the last two movies. He's got the brother that is another dude or yeah. sister. You're, you're close. It's, you're yeah, close. Yeah. It's Carl Urban. Keith Urban. I want to see Urban's Keith Urban in this now too. They're both Australian, right? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't think Keith Urban's Australian? But he's married to another Cole Kidman. Uh, but you don't think he's Australian? Is, is Keith Urban Australian? That'd be crazy if they just lived Keith in Urban Australia. is Australian, yes. I was gonna say, Adelia, how cool would it be to have Nicole Kidman playing Eowyn? I'm just saying. That would have been. She, that been playing, good. she should be playing that um the, the hot elf with the side piece queen, the queen elf with the side piece. Ladriel. Oh, Ladriel. Yeah. Ladriel. Saint Maul. We can't. No, oh, we can't okay. kick Kate Blanchett out. No, we cannot kick out Kate Blanchett. But I do want to see her go head to head with Saint Maud and see which one comes out ahead. We could just replace her with Tilda. I mean, no one's gonna notice. I'm just kidding. No, that is some disrespect on Kate Blanchett's name. I'm not sure if you guys I think, know. I think we should Oscar have video Drew. actress Kate Blanchett. Lydia Tarr is that how we actually describe Yeah, her. I think video Drew should be on every Lord of the Rings podcast now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like there's Legolas, there's uh, Vlad. Let's write that down. Jolly and Pippi. Side piece the... queen for the Oh, seriously, so yes. Pippi, um, Pippin and Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. you got it. Jeremy wants Keith Urban oh, yeah, in the AMC commercial with Nicole Kidman. I'd like the AMC commercials hey, to end. Here's a fun no, fact. No, I just got my backpack. Here's a fun fact. Yeah? I never had to sit through one of those because I never went to an AMC recently. Oh. I never sat through one of them either. I, I closed my AMC before they started airing. I um, Whoa, that's crazy, guys. You guys have never seen The Pledge? I wonder if that's I mean, I've seen clips of it. We have clips of it. I see clips of it on Twitter. <laughs> I can recycle. Yeah, no, I've never had to sit through the AMC okay. commercial thing. Guys, because this is a new experience for you, I'm just going to read the pledge. Uh, a lot oh, of my no. gifts this year are just um, <laughs> literally just AMC t-shirts with the entire pledge written out or parts of the pledge written out. Um, and I also I got remember the you showing me those. Yeah, and the limited edition drop, we actually got two of the the AMC Nicole Kidman back lounge fly backpacks, which is amazing. Uh, so here's the whole pledge. So you just have to imagine there's 2019 movies playing 
2019 and before playing in this also but mostly it's mostly her in empty movie theaters so he goes after the don't run it says after don't run for movie promo uh, a pair of heels should step into the amc puddle please if you're comfortable stand up and recite the following with nicole (laughs) we come to this place for magic we come to amc theaters to laugh to cry to care because we need books goodbye all of us that indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim and we go somewhere we've never been before, not just entertained, but somehow reborn together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen, sound that I can feel, somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us and stories feel perfect and powerful because here they are. Fancy theaters, we make movies better. It sounds like to- I think Tolkien. I think Tolkien. Do we set that to music, like to the national anthem too? I think, I mean, I think yeah, Tolkien wrote that. I think that's. Um... You could say it to all Lang Sang. <laughs> I think that's one of Tom Bombadil's quotes from Lord of the Rings or something. Who? Is he like? Is Tom he the Bombadil. guy that? Who, who He's not in the movies. Is he the guy that fighting with with uh, the other warlock guy? No. no. Is he the bird? No. He's not in the movie. Okay, hold on. Let's he's go back. In the books. Is he? He's on the Okay, is he in the prequel? Okay, no. is he? Okay. Stop. Let's go back. Is he the guy that fought the trolls? No. No. Okay, does he live in a forest and he's like a high, like stoner dude, like the dude from Big Lebowski? Yes. Funny little yes. hat. That's correct. And he's like an insert character, self-insert character. Basically. Yeah, okay. Well, the Mary Sue. The... Cool. So I know who he is. Played, played by Video Drew. Right. I'm pretty sure he's an SCP. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. yeah, he's like an SCP. He's like a character that's like, a, he's like the god character in the SCP universe. You heard of your thirst, Video Drew as Tom Bombadil. Yeah. I'm a bit more like my dad, I'm like the big Lebowski dude. Um, also, he likes Lord of the Rings, and I find it. Fine, I find it fine. They walk around a lot. You know what? I, mean? I don't think I, I don't like like walking, and I don't like guys being friends. I, I think as William Harold points out, a stoner in the forest doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. yeah, they're all basically stoners in the forest. He's basically a yeoman, like the pacifist who's like not. He's like, I'm not going to tell you which side is right and which side is wrong. Yeah, that's basically what like, he is. Uh, I think Sauron's wrong. He's like, no, I'm not. not who am I to judge? <laughs> I'm he's like the Bendu. He's like the Bendu from Star Wars Rebels. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Julie Bendu? The Bendu. Mate, is this like uh, what did they say last night on the Family Guy Shawshank thing where he's like, oh, General Groove is sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they actually did a really funny Family Guy. Uh, we just watched Shawshank recently. Um, and they did a really funny, like, basically, like, you know, not shot for shot, but like they did like a, a parody of Shawshank Redemption that was pretty like. You can tell when Seth MacFarlane cares about a movie and he like actually takes like moments in the film and just has people like recite lines that are basically one for one. But there is a really funny part where like the warden comes down and Peter's like doing his carvings, his, his stone carvings, like yeah, like, in the in the parody, he's making Star Wars characters instead of chess pieces. Yeah, and he's like rocks. Yeah, and then Warden's like, I'm a pretty corrupt guy. I just think you should come work for me. And he's like, I see you making a lot of stone carvings. Star Wars characters, and he just picks the one up and he goes, Oh, General Grievous sick. <laughs> <laughs> Is is it as good as the Star Wars uh, one that he did? Yeah, I think so. Like Eric was talking about this last night that they do parodies, but also not more than point. They also just like pick up on stuff. Like I will give Family Guy some credit. 
it picks up on stuff about movies that like I think that I've thought of first. Like watching Shawshank, Eric goes, how do you secure the fucking poster back to the wall? Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, at the end. Like, yeah, like, how did you get the poster back on the wall behind you? How did that poster go back on the wall? And not only that, but how was it so taut that you could throw a pebble through it? Sorry, guys who haven't seen Shawshank and somehow missed out on all the years of Shawshank coverage. Came out 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, at the end, you find out, like, you, they throw a pebble and they find out the poster of Rita Hayworth, or at that point, it's Ursula Le Guin, right? Or Ursula. No, Ursula Le Guin is, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, author, yeah. It's uh, Ursula, whatever. Um, I'm, anyway. I'm convinced that there. I'm convinced that there was one guard he paid off. There's no, no, no. one guard somewhere he paid off. He's got so me. we were talking on Twitter, and I was talking to someone on this on Twitter, and they were like, "I'm going to do a, a test. I'm going to put a hole in my wall and put a poster up." And they're like, "If you allow me to like share the results of my thing," and I was like, "Wait, wait! Before we do that, before someone goes and makes a hole in their wall the size of a person <laughs> and then hangs up a poster and doesn't tape down the edges and sees if like the wind flow is going to carry it up and if the walk would just fold it inward or." Go through it. I just Googled it, and it turns out there's a whole like Family Guy's like like cutaway. Where it's just uh, Peter Griffin going up to Tim Robbins and going, like, "How did you throw this?" You know, like in Shawshank Redemption. How did you uh, attach the poster back to the wall with the tautness it needed to have a stone get thrown through it? Yeah, so the stone could go through it. And he's like, "Did you even like the film?" He goes, "Very much up until that point." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a poster of a Kel Welch. Yeah. And he was yeah, from the uh, one million years BC, or yeah, you know. yeah, he absolutely did not pay someone off. What it is, and somebody on the internet has found this out is it's he's double side taping the two top and then the bottom left corner. Yeah, yeah, that's how he does it. Mm. You can see it in his poster of Einstein, yeah, and he's double so he sort of like use scotch tape or whatever to double side tape it so he can lift it up every night mm -hmm. and tunnel through and then finally go through and then the tautness is created by coming because three sides are done and then the fourth side just i don't know gets sucked into the wind sure sure you so, know it reminds me we're coming into its 30th anniversary this next year andy um, dufresne so yes. it'll probably be in theaters so. there's more years than present or, this is the present sentence yeah i'll probably go see it when it's in theater i like the poster for it, it looks like the bean john Malkovich poster Oh, by the way, the um, the music that he plays, the Mozart music, yeah, is from an opera that I've actually seen twice on stage. So, oh, okay. So well, now I, I know the context of that scene. Well, it's funny because I don't think the characters in the like know the context of the scene because they say, "Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know what those Italian ladies are singing me that." Um, but they're some... actually singing and that is how men are stupid. <laughs> That's really funny because in the they got parody, they're singing a, a hollaback girl. Yeah. To this day, I don't know what that song was about. I don't know what a hallback girl. I don't know. I need to go watch this episode now. I'm, I'm not saying. But yeah, that's what they're singing in the opera is that men are being stupid. 1994 is the best year in movies. Hot take, Jeremy. I think yeah. 99 might be the best year in movies. 99, 94. I like 2014. 39, 62, 82, 94, 99. 99 had like that had the sixth sense. That had like uh, a bunch of the movies that like we consider like the. Seminole the mummy, dead, Phantom Menace, dead. I think that was 98 or 99 being John Malkovich. Or it was like the weird Late 90s, early aughts was like, you know what? Late 90s. Let's guess let's cut it off at 2000 was like the best era of movies. And you now they all was, suck. You know what else was a really good year? It was 1939. Yeah, 1939 was one of the great years of Hollywood. Uh, I know. I wrote the Rotten Tomato articles about it. <laughs> I just start. I just start there. 
Stop plagiarism, I swear. I did it. 1999 was Dean John Malkovich. So what else was 1999 in movies? I just remember really weird movies. Matrix. Phantom Menace. Matrix. That's that's not one of the ones I'm thinking of. How dare you? Oh. 2004. The Matrix, American Beauty, The Sixth Sense, Fight Club, Magnolia. Oh, yeah. Eyes Wide Shut, Office Space, 10 Things I Hate About You. The Green Mile. So wow, uh, that's yeah. another that's another one set in Shawshank. Hold my hand, boss. Yeah, let's look up worst movies in '99. No, I just we did. Mm. It's American Beauty. That's a lot. I just remember being in this year where like every week there was like some movie that like I was like, oh, this is probably gonna be written about in history books. Yeah, like Election. That was the Alexander Payne. Galaxy Quest was 1999. Uh, yeah. So it's Mummy. So is Arlington Road. Everyone loves that one. Big Iron, Daddy. Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Yeah. There's this Toy Story 2. Disney's Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. We're all looking at the same list. But also the movie Go, which I feel like not enough people remember as, as the introduction of Timothy Oliphant. And, uh, you know, Adelia, I think our conversation has gone left, right, and sideways. It's what That's what this is for, though. <laughs> it's just hanging out. We can talk about anything and everything tonight. Oh yes. What was your guys' favorite movie of the year? Of what? This year? Yeah, this year. This last year? Oh, the Niner. Yeah. 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 Uh, Barbie. It's a Ooh. close call. It's a close call. So like okay, critically, critically Barbie. My personal favorite movie of the year that I went and said I wanna go watch it again and I would pay money and do it again. Wonka. Okay. Right, but but there's not supposed to be a difference in your the critically favorite versus the no no I, I think there absolutely can be a difference because Wonka was Wonka was actually a lot of fun yeah here's the thing like critically when you look at a lot of pieces Barbie Oppenheimer are far superior films to Wonka there's no question about that but in terms of how does it make you feel. Wonka made me feel something that I haven't felt since I was a child. It made me literally, I, I, I was right there with Lisa and, and, and the kids. And I said, honey, can we go out and buy a ticket and come watch it right now again? I oh, loved great. it that much. Emotionally, it hit me and I loved it and I wanted it again. So I'm going to say mine. Um, I haven't seen Wonka yet. It looks pretty good. It looks, I knew, it's I knew fun. It's trailer. really fun. Yeah, I didn't first and I, I just really didn't like uh, understand all like the hate it was getting before anyone saw it. I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Like, That's it has what people do on the internet. Yeah. So I'm just saying, the, out of the movies I didn't see, the best movies of the year was probably Killing of the Flower Moon. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's probably one of them. Um, I didn't like December. I haven't seen Priscilla. I didn't see the Please Don't Destroy Me movie, but we need to see me. Yeah. But I was afraid is probably top for me. Probably. I was afraid. You can take another one. Uh, All right. Well, we've we've got someone else to add in here. Hi, Jake. Hey. hey. Up, Jake. Man? Jake. Yo yo. Yo. What's your favorite movie of the year? The 2023. I haven't really seen too many of them. Uh, of the did ones you do the Bergmanheimer thing. <laughs> Nah, I didn't do that. Uh, mm. Maybe, maybe Tetris, just because it was so stupid. <laughs> you don't like you don't like hearing about contract law and like who gets trademark patents in Soviet Russia. 
Well, I mean, and they made up the whole like car chase scene and all. But they made up which scene? The car chase. Oh. oh yeah, I mean, I imagine so. Like, just falling around them. <laughs> really, they weren't they weren't actually tetrising. Yeah, they well, weren't. like just say slaughterhouse. Uh, you know what? what? I don't know. Mate, was cocaine bear this year? Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was this year. Yeah. Was this a good year in heart? It wasn't as stellar as the previous years, but we had a couple. It good was. Ones. It was okay. Okay. Ask Ask our friend that goal. I want to go back to the uh, the best year of movies because it is yeah. obviously 1984. That's Ooh, a good uh, year. The year, year I was born. So Me that too. Helps, Me too, hey, Jake. I was born in 85. Yeah. Now you're making me feel But young. Jake and I were born in 1985. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, look, we had what? The Never Ending Story, Red Gremlins. Dawn, Gremlins, Gremlins Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom uh, The Natural, Frankenweenie. Can we look at oh, like, Frankenweenie? We had Beverly Hills Cop. Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. I mean, he killed Conan Mozart. the Destroyer. Amadeus is Mozart. Uh, Ride no, Kid. Joke from, it's a joke from it's Last Action right. Heroes. Oh, is, I haven't seen Last okay, Action Heroes. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically have a, what's it, as like a, a crooked yeah, shop. Murray Abraham. And so the guy goes into the movies. The kid goes into the movies. He's like, don't trust that guy. He killed Mozart. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like, I have to admit, I actually haven't seen Last Action Heroes. So. so I'm going to give you some other movies that year. Body Double, Dune. So that's two great directors. Oh, Alan Lynch, yeah. like coming out with two seminal films. Uh, the Company of Wolves, which is Neil Jordan. That was one of, that was a really good one about like werewolf uh, horror take. Um, let's see. Revenge of the Nerds. Police Academy, wow! But you're you're missing some classics here: Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, Temple of yeah, Doom. Yeah, Search for Spock. Search for Spock. I said Temple yeah. of Doom. Oh, he said Temple of Doom. Yeah. He said Temple of Doom. Yeah. Just to be clear. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Firestar. I mean, these, these are all great movies. Look, the Spider Killing Man. Fields. I think came out that year too. I'm just saying, like, I don't oh. think it's debatable. Like, the year of 1999 changed film. Like, like 99. Yeah, it did. It it's did, like yeah. back when Blair Witch Project came out and a double feature with Eyes Wide Shut, and I saw those two movies back to back. Oh, that must have back been back. That's it. What crazy day in your life can you go see like two, oh, wow. like the end of someone's career, like Stanley Kubrick's final film? Sixteen candles. I didn't realize that's 1984. And then also watch like the birth of the Avatar like <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremy in the chat is asking what I thought of A Christmas Story since I watched it with Brandy for the first time this year. Um, I thought it was really cute. Um, it's very much of its time. Um, I definitely watch it again. Uh, doesn't supplant White Christmas as my favorite Christmas movie, but it was good. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I love how, uh, did you, did y'all see the thing where it said, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge paid Bob Cratchit however many shillings or whatever it was and in today's dollars that was like fifteen dollars an hour so even back then he was supposed to be the greedy bitch but we don't we haven't even caught up to him yeah i yeah. mean to be fair i don't know if you ever said he was a bad boss like no, right like he's a bad lord he's a slumlord yeah but like he like i feel like maybe he paid his employees like well enough to like he did him off on christmas yeah. here's the weird thing can i point point something out in the in the diegetic world of everyone else's lived experience 
of a Chris of a, of the you know Christmas story. What's it called? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. He's never met Tiny Tim. Ebenezer Scrooge has never met Tiny Tim. So when your boss shows up at your house with your five kids and your wife, and he just zeroes in on your like child like that's like you know like got the, the crutches and stuff and he's just like tiny tim i know you're gonna like gonna die one day and be buried with the ducks or like whatever like this yeah. him. like i would just be like get that man out of my house i don't, <laughs> care. I don't care how much yeah you would be emily cratchit you would no, be i would just be like the fuck did you tell him our kid's name i'd be like no no <laughs> what no i don't know how he knows my kid's name or that he likes to look at the ducks in the cemetery i mean it's weird <laughs> Leave it to Drew to point out these things. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing that like he knows a lot more about Tiny Tim than like I think probably. That's true. That's him. true enough. Yeah. I guess we need people, people like Drew to point out these things. Also, I think I know whether he so there's a line in Christmas Carol about like, and he kept the rest of Christmas in his heart every day, but like yeah. I do think it's yeah. kind of gonna be like a purge scenario where like it's 364 days of the year, Scrooge is just like. Being like real neurotic about like leading up to Christmas, he's like those ghosts are gonna come at me again. So like let's get like let's get. He's gonna turn into like the mayor from Halloween Town and Never for Christmas. Yeah, like only three hundred sixty-four more days till Christmas. Yeah, exactly. He's terrible. I'm just a public official. I can't make decisions. It's his purge day. Yeah, it's his day where he has to recognize his own mortality. and then he goes psychotically insane because of it. Also, that too. That's the funny thing that the ghost of Christmas future or yet to come, whatever. Uh, shows him his grave. He's like, no, spirits. Like, why do you torment me with this vision? Is like that's, gonna, gonna, like, that's, that's gonna, gonna that's gonna happen, dude. Like, that doesn't matter whether you're good or not. You're that's definitely still gonna happen. Like, like, he's very, he's like, you very can, near like, to you, the dust. People will be, I guess, sad. Sure, if you die, but like you're still, you're still gonna die. No, no, you're here's, yeah. here's what you're looking at, though. When when you look at Charles, when Charles Dickens wrote this, you've got to think that he's trying to appeal at that point to. Uh, the upper classes. He's trying to get the message across to these guys to change, to to close the gap between lower and upper, and er essentially erase middle class. Middle class was created during his time. Well, so what he's doing is using fear through religion, the idea of death and damnation, and and resentment and guilt. He's playing right into what he's standing. These are the chains I forged in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but using fear. It's changed by fear. Does Jesus believe in the ghost of Christmas future? Or is Jesus like, why are you using my birthday to like make a scary monster to show a landlord? That's a weird thing to do in my I don't name. I think maybe Jesus is the ghost of Christmas future. I don't think so. I don't think Jesus, I don't think Jesus is the ghost of Christmas. Do we think Jesus is the ghost of Christmas Well, in the sense of motivating people to be better. Here's another weird thing. Is it weird? He, that he doesn't do it exactly the same way, though. Sure, yeah. Do we think that Scrooge has shown his past and his future, but it's a little weird that he hasn't shown his present, which is to say, at no point does Scrooge like go and like peer in on himself having like a night terror, just yeah. like shaking mm. in bed. They don't like, they they don't, like do the movie guys. Yeah. And we see like that, a that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else gets like, you know, he gets to see his young self and he's like, oh. I think, I, I think part of that is because Scrooge knows very well who he is and what he wants. He knows. No, but doesn't. by showing him the effects he has on other people, that's important. I'll be honest. It's weird. I feel like you can 
goes to Christmas Pass and he's like, he's bummed out enough about like, like he saw w w what led him to that. But then he meets Tiny Tim and like the Ghost of Christmas Present, and you could stop there. Like game over. He meets Tiny Tim and like you just know he's a good person now. Like for some reason, he just cares about this one kid so much. Like, yeah, the handicapped kid changes his heart. Yes. Yeah, that changes his heart. He does not need to see his own grave, nor does he need to see that kid's grave. Both of which are going to happen. We all know that everybody who ever met me has a change of heart. Yeah. I, I saw what you were doing there, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> which does make me think: Is he have a broken leg? Because it seems like it's more dire. Uh, it sounds is... like he's got something worse than <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the death sentence at that time. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with Tommy Tim, but it was like like got a broken leg. Oh, oh wow! Like, uh, oh no, Jake! What happened? Know, he has some kind of like cerebral palsy or something. Like Broke. That. I think he had, he had a cage match. They must have had a, a, a cage match with uh, with Justin. Can we call me Tiny Bren next <laughs> Christmas? Mm. That'll be your rap name. Tiny Bren, God bless us, everyone. We can call Jake Tiny. I mean, there has to be like a little in. Little, little Jake. Little, oh, I was saying little Tiny Brennan. Little Tiny Brennan. Actually, my Listen, nephew's middle name is Brennan, so. I, I don't know how we'll get away with it, Jake, but let's uh, let's start a rap duo where we can literally be Jake and the Fat Man. I don't know how it'll get I, away and be copyright. I'm just saying. I have retired from the music industry, sir. I spent man, 15 years man, doing that. Little boy. <laughs> I was like, I've got someone ever... else joining us. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Oh. Brandy. Hello. What's up? Oh, Very, I'm like coming in. New Year. I thought tonight was New Year's because Adelia asked me to do this. And I was like, okay, I guess that's New Year's because Adelia is so, I so rely on Adelia to tell me what days. <laughs> Or which she was like, let's do this New Year's thing. I was like, cool. And the day I woke up, I went, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Not quite. I literally Not came in room singing Auld Lang Sang this morning. And Eric was like, oh, that's not today. Am I having a I'm pretty sure Delia has this right. <laughs> Drew, Drew, am I having an audio issue? Or... I think you just got, but you're coming in a little hot on the mic, but like maybe oh, okay. turn down a little bit. But uh, I think otherwise it's fine. Let's see. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, yeah, what's your good. favorite movie of the year? My favorite movie of the year, same as Delia's Barbie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, what are we seeing in series? Oh, mine, yeah. I think, was um, uh, off the top of my head, the one that sticks out to me like right away is um, Theater Camp. I actually, oh, my God. I really like, love that movie. And like, I, I don't, I haven't stacked movies in my head yet for the whole year, but like that one just sticks out to me like right away. Yeah, you know, uh, Theater Camp and Bottoms, like two great uh, yeah. IO edited Barry movies. Yeah. It, my theory that I think it's going to be a Barbenheimer year at the Oscars. Yeah, probably. Because I think Barbie's going to win Best Original Screenplay. Because even though it's technically adapted from a franchise, mm -hmm. I think that they're going to rule that it's original. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, based on anything written. It was yeah. absolutely based on an original script. And like, yeah. So I think that she's probably going to win. Um, Greta and Noah are probably going to win original screenplay. And then Nolan's probably going to win adapted screenplay and best director. Wait, I don't think and you can win adapted best and... picture. So. Wait, sorry. You think wait, sorry, Nolan's going to win adapted, you're saying? Yeah, and I think he'll also win like, best director. Did he and the movie movie? will possibly win best picture. I don't know. 
Does it count as like an adaptation of the book though? He wrote the the script in first person. Like it's as much adapted from like uh, his, I, his I guess they're ruling it as adapted. Like you know, oh, it is. I think the ruling is adapted. So okay, so it's like Hamilton in that book that that one guy wrote about Hamilton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think it's going to be a Barbenheimer Oscars because Barbie could also win like costumes and art direction. Yeah, I mean, look, no Bombac, Greta Gerwig, they're critically loved. Off box office breaking, like expectation, everything shattering, like movie. It'll also probably win best song. All I, yeah, exactly. I'm just a Ken. If it does not win best best original <laughs> song, I'm going to be unhappy. Yeah, yeah. It might also be Dance the Night. You never know if that might win. Um, I could, but I'm well, just a kid, man. I think what was I made for? And just Ken and Dance Tonight are probably all three going to get nominated. I really wish it was that but song. But they'll only take two. They will only take two. Can like they only do two now? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what's been happening because that's what happened with um, with uh, what was it with um, Encanto. They submitted they, they submitted only two because that's all they could do, uh, and the one that they ended up going with was uh, Dos Orejitas, but they could only uh. submit two. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's an interesting one. Um, which was it? What's Dance Tonight from? The Dance that's from Barbie. Is that Dua Lipa? Oh no, I mean like, Dua oh yeah, 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 but like, come on, there's gonna be if there's between two movies. I mean, I don't know. And Kanto picked the, a different I one. I think there's three songs in Barbie that are probably. Going to be considered for an Oscar. It's what was I made for? Ideally, Irish dance tonight to do Aletha and I'm just Ken by whoever wrote that. I think just in terms of hey, Andres. Andres. Hey, Andres. Andres. Speaking of a ghost. Yeah. Hey. What's up? What's up? Andres, what was your favorite movie of 2023? I also forgot Bottoms. It was very funny. Bottoms. And also, also, um, uh, uh, no hard feelings. I thought it was hilarious. I no, thought the movie was, was hilarious. Yeah, really I mean, underrated. Things. Poor thing. Oh my god. Never mind. Yeah, I'm changing my answer. Rambo is afraid to poor thing. I things. still got to see that. I heard it's quite a movie. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, incredible performance from Mark Ruffalo turning in like I think probably his best performance of his life. I think it's his, I think it is his best performance yeah. that he's ever done. And so he's Drew, very, are you, are you going to dress as Emma's character for Halloween? I don't have to dress like her. She dresses like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything extra to be like Emma Stone from Poor Things. She just she already wears selfie outfits and is a Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. I love Emma Stone. Literally, yeah. I like that was one of those trailer things, and not even just the trailer made me cry, but the trailer featurette made me cry. Like the one where it's just Emma Stone going like. Oh, I'm Emma Stone, and here's me talking about poor things, and that was the commercial. Even that would make me cry. Like I just know going in that I was gonna love that movie, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good double feature. Uh, poor things with Barbie. Yeah, poor things and Barbie have deal with a lot of the same, um, <laughs> like what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a woman in this world. I mean, you could like, literally play that Billy Eilish song, "What Was I Made For?" over poor things, and it. Oh, like, that dance it, sequence it probably fits like just. You know what? That dance sequence in Poor Things should like win. It's not going to win for like best song or anything, but there should be like a choreography dance sequence that should. Be <laughs> you know, there used to be a choreography Oscar a long time ago. Yeah, this would have won it. Yeah, this would have won it. I wonder if I can pull up a GIF of them dancing from Poor Things. We can just like put that on Does the screen. Cool. I heard the movie's quite. Um, what's, the, what's the word? I'll also, look for Color Purple to make some waves. Hmm. Uh, the Color mm -hmm. Purple musical. Oh, yeah. it's good. It's good. 
It's one of those cool. movies that I did not know was a musical. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like Girls or Wonka? Yeah, like it came out. Oh, good. Yeah. No, 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 Wonka was going to be a musical. They're literally dancing in the trailer with Cinderella's and the, all the other Wonka. No, are you musical. don't need to do that. No, no. I've started dancing. I must finish the song. <laughs> no, but it's like really weird how people are like, oh, I got tricked. Wonka's a musical. And it's like, you got tricked by thinking Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. It's such a charming musical. And his rendition of. Of of uh, pure imagination just melts everything in me. I loved it. Uh, I loved it. Also, oh. check out the boys in the boat. Really, yeah, I've heard really of that. Good Are we gonna talk about Saltburn at all? Um, no. I just read something about that movie and I went, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, Saltburn was a movie that made me feel very old in the sense that it was like me, the two gay couples, and like like a. a like three, I feel like three sassy black women in the theater, and that was the entire theater. And me and Eric, and the entire movie, all of us, like this entire crew of people that were sitting in the theater, had the same exact reactions at the same exact time. Different things in Saltburn. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ugh. And they'd be like, oh, gross. And I was like, don't hump that. I yeah, I read about that. I read about that one scene, and I went, oh wow. I mean, I don't even know what that one scene is. There's so many bad scenes in that, like, or bad scenes. There's so many scenes. Oh, the bad. Uh, where the graveyard but that, it, i'm talking about the graveyard i went don't hump that don't hump that like i was talking to a dog <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like you're talking to the dogs yeah and the person behind me went no like they didn't think that where the scene was going and i was like oh it absolutely is yeah and it was um here's right. like a four things gif by the way where did i put it here we go um let me put it in a new browser and then just tell me if this is not the best dance of all time you know what else would also really work well with this is the oh sorry I did the wrong thing the dance macabre. Let's see. Oh, the dance macabre can also song, yeah. Do 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 do. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put it with no volume, and I think YouTube can't copyright it if we they play might, with them. Oh, they might. Visually, yes. Like oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, then we won't do that. I'll stick to GIFs. Uh, no. I'm trying to find like a long. Yes, ma'am. Not big enough. I have to go large. I just, well, I just well, looked up the 60 best movies to 2023, and I've seen two of them. That was like me and last year. So, was yeah. Like there were so many good horror movies I did not see last year. Well, sadness I didn't see. That the, that's horror adjacent. I mean, like psychologically taught whatever. Um. It fills in the horror, like, but it's like the bow is afraid. It's not horror, but it's like psychological horror, like mental horror. Is it? I didn't know that. Well, guys, yeah. I have got to head off to bed because I'm pretty exhausted. So, mm -hmm. thank you for joining us, Brennan. You. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year, Brennan. Happy New Year, Brennan. Glad for the wonderful Blue network Black of friends Brandon. I have that what? the LDR network has helped me find new friends. Aww. So, uh -huh. catch you all later. Have a Bye. good night, Brennan. Bye. Thanks for joining later, us. Brother. Chip. Chip it. Ah, what happened there? Okay. No news. Okay, hold on. I got it. I should put Jeff last as the last word. <laughs> Guys, if you ever Randy, I'm digging your hair tonight, too. Like Thank it. you. My, my waviness. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. good, Brandy. Oh, oh thanks. So I just fell asleep and woke up. <laughs> I, I woke up this way. 
I did. I did. I literally did. I love how Angle tried to make it a pop culture reference and completely fucked it up. I woke up like this. I didn't mess it up. I took my spin on it, man. You want to call it that way? Fine. We know I'm like going crazy. What is the actual phrase? I woke up like now. I can only hear. I woke up like this. Yes, I woke up like this. Um, just, Justin said, Jake, don't be talking to my woman like that. <laughs> He'll come down and wrestle you. He will. Yeah, he will. He. Like he can. Away. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> yes, are you guys hanging and out? And then he'll win and crack open a beer with that bottle opener I got him. Well, I hung out with Jake when I went down there. We went we went out to eat me, Justin and Jake. Aw. You did not eat me and Justin and Jake. We ate a <laughs> I didn't eat. He's a meat. I ate with you. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> but you did meet my mom. You got to meet my mom. You I did. Meet I, her mom? I you met her Jake's mom? mom, and Jake has, it's so funny. He makes fun of my shortness, but his mom's shorter than I am. Oh my god! Does she like pineapples on pizza? Yeah. No, like well, she no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. I feel like that's a <laughs> discovery for you, Jake. So. <laughs> oh wait, wait! That second one didn't go all the way through. Hold on. Uh, why is it doing that? I'm just putting gifs in the in the private chat. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm like yeah. really triggered by you saying gifs right now. Gifs. Gifs. The gif of pure imagination. It is gif. Can we Graphical say user. In a gif. That's not Choosy how moms choose gifs. Work. <laughs> what is it? Gen generic animated graphical. No, I'm just not even thinking of words. It's gen genetically <laughs> interference yeah. facet. That's right. No. What is it? <laughs> generated <laughs> interface. No, generated image font. That's right. Dynological <laughs> inferiority. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, let me do, you know what? No. Do you know what GIF stands for? Gosh, it's funny. Okay, hold on. Wait, I can get it. I got it. <laughs> right. Let's go with um, what's another word for, for generated? Generated image file yeah that's right no stop saying it's right if it's not right <laughs> no eric <laughs> eric's learned you yep you're right yep uh -huh. everything's okay, right I'm not, i think i got image and file right let's see what the g stands for um not generic not golem not giraffe not joseph what do you think it is I know what it is. Oh, well, why don't you just tell me? Because I told you twice already. When? <laughs> I didn't want to, like, hear what it was. Wait, 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 wait. When did you tell me? Like, like a minute ago. Oh, what is it? <laughs> Graphical. Graphical? Yeah. Was that, like, Jellical? Yeah. Like, Graphical. the cats? Interchange <laughs> format. Graphics. Interchange format. Does that mean I'm the, does that mean I'm the host of the show? Because I'll You're the Adelia now. Yeah, you're well, in charge. Made, made the host, Steve. That's okay. Uh, no, I mean, it's not okay. But here I am showing you guys just the poor things. There's a thing from poor things. Uh, the dance sequence. It is amazing. Looks like set up for uh, eyes wide shut. Yeah, mm -hmm. except like watch her like dance with Mark Ruffalo. That's like the best part. This dance move she does with 
Mark Ruffalo. Just <laughs> what choking him out? No, no, she's like, I don't know, like making him do the ends. It's all this weird bassoon music that's like, it's amazing. If you guys haven't seen Four Things, go watch it immediately. It is hilarious and poignant and a lot like Barbie. If you like Barbie, you'll probably like Four Things. <laughs> Just <laughs> you're right. Now these people look poor. No, it's actually I don't, the poor reference of poor thing. I think it's just like what they they it's sort of like the infantilization of the character, like the female characters. It's like oh, this is look at this poor thing, right? Yeah, I think that's what it refers to. It's like the poor idea of women. poor thing is women. Yeah, like the yeah. the babying of women or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's William so she's using Hulk as a human shield. <laughs> Dude, it is Emma Stone's era. She is living. She's living her best life, and we go to the same doctor. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Because one time I showed up with, that, with my hair when it was black and white, and he was like, you look like a, a client of mine. And I was like, oh, really? Who? And he goes, well, I'm not supposed to say. It's, it's my doctor, patient, client, privilege. And I was like, oh, no, absolutely. And he goes, it's Emma Stone. And I was like, you know. <laughs> I was like, I mean, there's only one person doing the black and white hair thing right now. Yeah. And I don't even think she's doing it. So he had to like mention a role that she was doing. That's something he saw her in physically. Yeah. Because I don't think she ever had that hair. He, like he was just like, you might have seen her from stage and screen, Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume that she has better uh, insurance. Better what? Insurance. He said insurance. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know. I've, my doctor is a like a really like fancy concierge doctor, but he always has taken my insurance. I've seen him for like a decade now. I just have to go every three months or whatever. But he's like the kind of guy that goes to like celebrities' houses and gives them like vitamin injections and Botox probably or something. But I don't know. He's just been my doctor for so long. It's really hard to imagine going to somebody else who's just like, but he's all the way in Beverly Hills, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like a 40 minute drive. Gosh, it's, it's so annoying like really... to go to Beverly Hills. It is. It is a real fucking thing. It and is when you live here and don't live there Burbank. by Beverly Hills. You just it's drive like an hour and a half. 40 minutes to get like 12 miles away yeah and then it's also like um the, the pharmacy i need to go to is right underneath the doctor's office yeah. so like and it's like a specialty like pharmacy but like they, i just make them deliver it to me they have a yeah. free delivery service it's like a mom and pop shop and i feel so bad but also they're in beverly hills so how hard are they hurting yeah but like i have them drive that 12 miles just to deliver my <laughs> <laughs> um so guys we're how far away is the, your prescription medication service <laughs> Not that far. Uh, like two <laughs> miles down the road. Nice. Yeah, I usually get mine yeah, at CVS. Like half a mile. Mine's at CVS down the street. <laughs> yeah, mine's in town, so it's a little bit further away. But it's just like one of my medications is like a specialty compound thing that might not be covered in new insurance. But let's hope. Let's hope twenty twenty three is the year of the higher premiums. Let's see if like see if less stuff is covered yeah. somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess I don't know. 23, well, 2023, a little <laughs> for myself is I'm now a full time employee for our side, Passion Fruit. And yeah. So I have health insurance. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 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 High five. Very yeah. nice. Um, they did offer a PPO this year, which was dope, but I uh, didn't have enough time to check over the plan because they gave us like literally three days. And so uh, I was, I didn't do it, but um, <laughs> I got all their other stuff. Like, our got some nice perks they got like uh you know like if i ever met a car accident or like any kind of accident they pay for my days in the hospital as if i'm working but also pay for the hospital stay yeah like up to a certain amount which is like a really nice kind of volunteer 
in like opt-in thing that cost me like three dollars yeah. a, a month. So if you ever want a big paid vacation, just like into a quick car accident. Yeah, quick car accident. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have, they have a bunch of those things. It's like if Eric ever dies under mysterious circumstances or goes missing, I immediately get like five hundred thousand dollars or something. You can clip that out. Wow. We now know who the suspect will be. But then there's also yeah. this other one where it's like if 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 another one where it's like a compound. So you notice there's two forms you fill out for like that life insurance thing. It's yeah. like a life insurance and then it's like an like an opt-in secondary life insurance. Yeah. So if you die the double payout, yeah. I'm assuming you put me as the beneficiary. Yeah. You're my beneficiary. I put okay. the dogs first. You have, you have been thinking <laughs> too much. <laughs> Uh, they Justin like, says, Jake, passion fruit doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> it's good on pizza. Justin, why are you not here? It means whatever I want it to mean. Yeah, Justin, are you going to join us or not? It's okay. Either way. He's not still at work. He went to go pick Eli up, and I don't know if he's back yet, but he may be. I know where my man <laughs> is. <laughs> show 2023. See you watch. Loki. Favorite show? You're probably yeah. Loki. Or like Medium, you know, Welcome some of these things are streaming or like Stray, you know, Star series. Trek Strange New World Season 2. Ooh, good call. Loki's that's, up there. That's for a me. good one. Loki's very Yeah, high Loki's up there. Now it's it's welcome to Wrexham for me. I, I just like happy people. I need to watch Hard. that still. William, no, listen, listen, like William, happy people? We, we should talk about the differences between Picard and Strange New Worlds, and I love Picard. Sorry, come, on, come on, man. I see this oh, with all what? the love in the world. Get your head out of your ass. Come on, come on. This is why it's hard to decide, because, like, Attack on Titan had its two-hour, like, series finale in 2023, It's a, but it's more movie than, like, a, than a TV show, because it was just that one episode, and it was the length of a movie. And that's the only part that premiered in 2023. So, like, that's going to be up there for me. But I consider that more of a film than than uh, yeah. than a TV show. I um, really yeah. enjoyed the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Those were good. Um, Watched them with Chris. Oh, yeah. The Doctor Who stuff. on Twitch. <laughs> we're going to have yeah. big, uh, Doctor Who, I think, um, like, across the stream episodes or crossing the streams episode when we get back from Looking the forward to that one yeah um let's see i did not like the last of us so that was on <laughs> but now i'm remembering that the curse currently on one of the best shows ever uh really weird though and i don't think anyone on this stream particularly would like it but it's very much up my alley nathan fielder emma stone and benny Safdie, the guy who made uncut gems doing a weird psychological horror home renovation show um Let's see what else was this year. Oh, he still exists. Hmm? Sorry? Uh, Justin says he's living his best life eating ice cream and listening to true crime because he's sick, but yeah, he'll join us in a second. So. Oh, which, which uh, true crime? I'm going to grab a beer. Okay. Which true crime, Justin? There's a surprise. Which true crime? Shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin, when you come on, let Drew know what true crime. I don't know which yeah, one he's yeah. watching either. He, he listens to a lot of stuff on when he's playing his games. It was Podcast the Barbie and Ken murders? Or is it? I don't can't see. He's saying, um, "Oh yeah." So if it's like Barbie and Ken murders, I feel like that's the one that's been playing like on the loop on AMC or like on one of these like you know true TV channels recently. Podcast Morbid. I listen to Morbid. I like Morbid. Um, 
Also, like, it's done by two ladies. His podcast called Morbid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I believe it's not by the person who does my But, yeah. Um, Jeremy, some of Jeremy's favorites he watched this year, The Bear, Reservation Dogs, Severance, and Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Yeah, well, I was wondering, is Severance, Severance was last year, though, wasn't it? I think Severance was last year. Maybe he just watched it this year. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it came out like the end of last year. Um, oh, uh, I almost forgot Good Omens season two. Oh, yeah, I started watching that. Uh, the Scott Pilgrim show was amazing. I did not expect that in any like in any way, shape, or form, but it was so good. My daughter watched it. And she knows my disdain for the movie, and she was like, "Dad, listen, I know you don't like the movie. Yeah, you would like but this. You gotta get the. You gotta try this." The whole point of the show, I think, is to retcon what people didn't like about the movie, like a specific one thing that people didn't like about the main character, and sort of change the change the perspective of it. And I really liked it. It's kind of like what, what else is that where like retconned it and made it better, like in in retrospect. I don't know, Andor maybe. <laughs> Ducktales. Ducktales, yeah, it makes the original better just by adding the qualifier of like the show that went after it. Yeah, Justin says uh, that podcast right now is talking about Dorothea Puente. Oh, Dorothea Puente. Let's see, let's see. Let's see. Where is he saying that? Dorothea Puente. Yeah. She was she the one who was like a no. That was a uh, somebody else who became like a Mexican priestess, uh, and was a oh. What? Oh my god. This lady. I've never even heard of this person. This is crazy. She was the death house landlady. And she ran a um, murdered various elderly and disabled <laughs> who were cashing their social security checks. Oh my god. Wow. Whoa. That's crazy. Well, William Harold saying one of these times Jake will come back with something other than a Bud Light will then know he was replaced. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Justin saying this lady is crazy. Sounds like it. Yeah, no, this lady sounds crazy. Okay, so wait, she um, she, okay, wait, I'm reading about this. This is crazy. I don't want to get too dark on this podcast. You guys don't like scary stuff and morbid stuff, but this is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, Justin, let's talk about this afterwards. But I also love that when people like impossibly baroque crimes just to do something as mundane as cashing like a forging like you know social security checks. Like this was just a social security check scheme that today if she was alive she'd be like running some crypto scam that the coffee Zillow would be covering and not a murderer. Like Yeah. Thank you for introducing us to Coffee Zilla, by the way, or like int like introducing the concept of Coffee Zilla into our uh, into our lexicon yesterday, Adelia, because we had me and Eric were not aware of him at all, and like now we're obsessed with watching um, his his investigation series. Probably one of the best, like actual like news invest like you know like investigative reporters we probably have seen in the last like ten years, and it's this guy on YouTube. Just going over like people's internet scams, like Logan Paul and his cryptid zoo and stuff, and like just going over creator scams. We're getting really deep into it and treating it like Watergate. Like it's really cool that he's yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. I really um, was surprised that video popped up in my YouTube recommendations because I'd never watched a Copyzilla video before. But that insane creator scam video of his that came out a couple so of, a couple days ago was really really well done, even if it was horrifying. <laughs> 
it's horrifying. And, but that's what he does. He calls out scammers, like people who scam on like, especially like influencers and stuff who, who scam other people or people who work with influencers. Like it's like totally up the passion fruit alley. So like, I really like want to talk to him, but also it's just mm -hmm. like, the CGI is like pretty good. Like he's like, yeah. he's, the CGI is pretty great. So I signed up for his um, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash coffeezilla. You want to get into some like real true crime shit. That's more like the fraud angle of what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm into. I'm into uh, the true crime, but like uh, the, I'm more into the stuff that is not death related. No, that's a lie. I'm really into the death related stuff. I'm more into <laughs> <laughs> promoting though the concept of of you know catching these internet scammers and like the fucking nft internet true crime internet true crime yes but like yeah. not death related or if it is someone killed sam bankman freed and like now we have to figure out the murderer of like the alameda group or something oh no it's probably his girlfriend that chick caroline who was into cats like cast systems and being in part of his weird harem yeah yeah Chad Bankman-Fried. Ch Chad Bankman-Fried. Chad Bankman-Fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think I'm... Harold said if I if I showed up with something other than Bud Light. What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Nice. He meant like a soda or something. <laughs> yeah. um, you don't know his life. I know your life. Fair. Justin, I want to ask, do you watch Black Mirror at all? Because like there is this episode of this season of Black Mirror that is about like the like a like a couple, like a dude and a girl that are dating that uh go to his where he grew up. Like, Justin small, Edward like, Hamilton, get in here. Yeah, and it's uh really fun. <laughs> just like, investigating true crime. Yes, I just full named him. <laughs> She doesn't. Name Edward Hamilton. Yes, I said Justin Edward Hamilton. Get in here. <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, guys, can I tell you about Project or sorry, Operation Mincemeat? Sure. <laughs> wow, I guess nobody here is over the age of like forty-five yet. This because... is Drew's first official old lady obsession. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Thirty-nine. With yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm one year off. I'm one year off. Well, look at this. I'm just saying, you know you're getting old when suddenly you get like this weird, it's like a calling. It's like a siren song of something revolving around, involving World War II. Yeah. And you just get really into the minutia of it. So there's this <laughs> musical called Operation Mincemeat um, that's about the real events of this uh, British, uh, yeah, of Operation Mincemeat, a, a British MI6 um, intelligence, uh, what was it, like, what were they called? Counter deception, whatever it was, where it's like they had to convince the Nazis that they were going to be landing in Greece so they could actually take over Sicily, but everyone knew they were going to try to take Sicily. So they had to like get a dead body, fill him full, like of uh, attach a briefcase to his like wrist and fill it full of like fake documents being like, this is British intelligence. And we're saying like, we're going to like Greece and like absolutely like focus on Greece. And then they had to get the Nazis to like receive those papers, like surreptitiously off this dead body and believe them. And it's this entire like insane story of how they pulled it off. And like, one of the guys who headed up the projects, like under like uh, his like assistant was Ian Fleming, and mm -hmm. yeah, so like in like so a lot of it's like James Bond related. And then there's also a movie that came out this year, like two years ago, called uh, Operation Mincemeat. It's not as good as a musical, but it does star both Mr. Darcy's and Jason Isaac. Right. So it's Mc Matthew McFadden, Colin Firth, uh, Kelly McDonald, Donald, and Jason Isaacs. 
no, Jason, yeah, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. It's really good. It's really fascinating. But now, like the musical, which is like the British Hamilton, like it got premiered at Fringe, and it's like the music is so earwormy. The discrepancy between the movie and the musical about like what happened to the characters and what really went on has me really wanting to read the book that was written by the guy who was part of the project, Operation yes. Mincemeat, uh, who he wrote after Ian Fleming kind of outed the thing in one of his books. Yeah, so we watched the movie, listened to the musical, Drew's prepared to read the book and watch documentaries and like really learn everything about this. Counterintelligence <laughs> is like a really cool part of like history, I don't know. <laughs> That's the one part of war I can like get like get behind. It's like oh, like the the non bloody part where it's just all people doing like weird mind games. Right. Yeah, yeah. like psyching psyching people out. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like I'd be that's the kind of again baroque thinking that like is like something Dougie would pull on the curse. Yeah. Like it's like it's just it's like just trying to like mind fuck you. Also, a great show this year. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said that, but I said nobody on the screen would like it. Yeah, <laughs> Probably, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Jeremy says he just looked up this movie. It's directed by somebody named John Madden. Yeah, John Madden, who directed. Uh, what did John Madden direct? It's, I know it's the name of the guy from the football thing, but he also directed. Uh, <laughs> the football thing. Yeah, he directed, thing. he directed the football thing. No, he did um, uh, Shakespeare in Love. He did uh, Mer the best exotic Marigold Hotel and its sequel. He did uh, what else? Um, Captain Carell's Mandolin, which I remember was kind of a thing. Ethan Frome, that's a big one. And he did Operation Mincemeat. Yeah, that's pretty much, you didn't do a ton of movies. Mrs. Brown, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, Ethan Frome, Golden Gale, The Debt, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, The Second Best um, Exotic Marigold Hotel. Is that about a second place, like a second location? I guess so, unless they lose the title and they've been downgraded. Um, <laughs> Hello, Love. Justin. Hello. Hey. Hello, Mr. What's Sickman. What's up? How you feeling, man? I'm trying to get better before uh, the New Year hits. New Year hits. He also directed the Masters of Sex Pilot, just FYI. <laughs> um, get better, but John Madden directed this, too. <laughs> John Madden directed uh, a bunch of Eric's video games that he has here from childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also showed Drew um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Whoa, what a great movie yes! that was! <laughs> okay, the Whoa. movie is terrible. Read the book. Nope, nope. the movie's the pretty movie great. Except for, nope, that's just not true. Except no, for, read I the damn book. Read the book and then follow it up with Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Okay. Yes. And I'm a big proponent of let's read the book. Like I'm a big proponent of that. But let me tell you something. That movie fucks. Mm. Like that movie fucks really hard. And like an it's awful probably movie. No, it's pretty good. Oh. And I would say that Wait, it's maybe my rendition of the Darcy scene, like of the Darcy proclaiming his love scene. It might be the best set of like the McFadden, Colin <laughs> Firth, Mrs. Bridget Dyer Jones's diary. Like it's the best one. It's the the sexiest one. Uh, yeah, that's up later, I realized it was directed by Burr Steers, who directed one of her other favorite films, Igby Goes Down. Igby Goes Down, one of the greatest films of all time, starring yeah. Kieran Culkin. And also has an acting career in which he appeared in Pulp Fiction as the guy who gets shot on the couch first by Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yeah, it's like the what if episode of like oh, Big Yeah. Because it's like it's like how they told me the guy who directed Quills also wrote 
something like remember i was oh, on yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah. with tom and dave and i was like what that's nuts because <laughs> quills was the movie that made me realize that joaquin phoenix was going to be a star but also that i uh found him very attractive <laughs> <laughs> found him very cute <laughs> and then i got over it because like he seems weird now yeah. did anyone see napoleon it's did anyone did anyone know if Napoleon's okay no. I mean, like, second. I want to see it, but I'm just going to wait. I want to see it, but I'll wait. Same. I don't know. I kind of want to see it in theaters. Lots of this, like, hilarious, like, in a that way that, like. ship has sailed. Really? Yeah. To, to France. Like, we. To France. Oh, yeah, I missed it. It's just not theaters anymore. <laughs> it's in Virginia. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it kind of seems hilarious. Like, like it's meant to be hilarious. Like, it's like, it's oh, like yeah. a character study of him as this, like, kind of pathetic, weird loser dude. And, like, he kept being cucked by, like, his <laughs> girlfriend. And I don't know, that sounds like really funny, like a really funny, and I also like, I really respect uh, his, the Scott, uh, what's his name? Tony, not Tony, the Ridley. other one. Ridley Scott's like a uh, thing about giving interviews where he's just like, fuck off. Like yeah. he really is just Brian Cox and well, like That didn't happen in history. He's like, were you there? No, I'm the one to shut up. <laughs> he's you know? like, yeah, he's like, they didn't use those, they didn't have those guns yet. And he's like, fuck off, yeah. go fuck off. Yeah. And he's like, Scorsese, I don't know about him. Like I, I, he's a little bit lazy. I've been directing four films by the time it took him to direct one. Yeah. And they said, the only good thing about um, comic book movies is that they're saved by their CGI. And I went, <laughs> well, that's an interesting take because it's like, the opposite of Scorsese, but still at the same time entirely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are not saying that CGI. I don't know which like comic book movies you've been watching lately, yeah. but the CGI is not the best part of them. Speaking of which, though, uh, we have like this sort of like between the two of us, we have like this sort of like weird jinx power about like films and other things like that. Um, and you feel like when we finally get around to watching Napoleon, mm -hmm. um, like I'm, I bet you anything the next day, that day or the next day, they're going to announce Vanessa Kirby as uh, Sue Storm. Um, Why? Because she's in the movie. She's in Napoleon. But Why do we have the Jinx power? Okay, but that's been the movie. That's just like the like coincidental weird power. Well, what else have we done like that? Well, in that, with that right now, actually, they've already announced that, that filming is going to begin soon. So yeah. a cast announcement is happening. It's got to happen. Very Can I tell you something? I don't care that he played... Cthulhu or whatever already in Secret uh, Captain Marvel and Secret Invasion. I really am hoping Ben Mendelsohn gets Doctor Doom. No one cares about Doctor Doom as much as Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn has has gone on tirades about how Doctor Doom is the best character in like the entire like comic book like worlds any comic book ever. Doctor Doom has pathos. Mm -hmm. He's like fuck the Fantastic Four. They suck. They're totally awful. You can see the interview where he's like they suck. The Fantastic Four they suck. <laughs> And he's like, Dr. Doom, like he's, there's a character. And so like, I know we gave him Thalos, got it. Thalos. Yeah, na nailed it. Yeah, I know he's already Thalos, but like, can Talos. we just have, Talos, <laughs> what, um, whatever, sorry. The pronunciation of this alien name is like yeah. wrong. Talos. You know what? He pronounced it Thalos. No, no because Talos. he has, a, he, he talks like but that. He has a lisp. He has a lisp, so yeah. he would say <laughs> Thalos. Yeah, so I got it right. <laughs> I See, I'm introduced himself to me. A lot of people want Matt Mickelson to play Dr. Doom. Well, that would be cool too because they're best friends yeah. on Rogue One. If you ever watched that press they junket, should, they should hire both of them to play him just in different scenes. Like, like Grindelwald? <laughs> yeah, like American Psycho. <laughs> They're like, you know, you have to guess which one is in which scene. Oh, that's behind the mask. So it's like almost like uh it's almost like um when they did True North and Broadway and it was John C. Riley and Philip Seymour Hoffman every night they would switch off roles about yeah. who played which brother. Right. Yeah. Or like when they did that with Benedict Cumberbatch and who's the guy who played Sherlock in No, and that TV show that was modern and updated and came out at the same time. Johnny oh, Lee Miller. Sure. Johnny Lee Miller. They did um yeah. uh what's his name? The director who did Twenty Eight Days Later. 
he did a teleplay of Frankenstein where they switched off who was playing Frankenstein, who was playing Frankenstein's monster every night. Mm -hmm. And I saw the one where cool. Cumberbatch played the monster mm -hmm. and Lee Miller played Frankenstein. Yeah. Natural. So, uh, Eric, would you, Eric, would you say in the movie Napoleon uh, kind of fell apart like uh, as bad as the Maginot Line? What? As bad as the what? Terrible. The Maginot no, we Line. Imagine of Line. No, the Maginot Line. Yeah, the it was a French joke. The French oh. built the Maginot Line to guard oh, against no. the Germans, and it like oh the Imogen Line. Out. <laughs> the Imogen Line. Well, you. You you try. History, man. I yeah. know how my operation means me. That's, that's why, it. That's why we're looking forward to Napoleon because we don't have to worry about the uh, historical accuracy. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> I know that he sent his brother. He banished his brother to that really really nice part of uh, Italy that's now like overrun by tourists the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, yeah. He he banished his brother there, but it's like the nicest place in the world. Um, and then I know he's a little weirdo. Yeah. And I know like what they told me from Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. He, he loves banana splits. He loves ice cream, ice cream. William Harold says his French accent is hilarious. <laughs> Does he try for a French accent? I heard he doesn't. Does he really try for a French accent? Sounds like he doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, Walking Phoenix, I'm like over it. It's like that band that you find that, like, you, you found them when they were underground and indie and cool. And now you're just like, oh, they're like sold out. Walking Phoenix is kind of like that, but for being weird. Yeah. Like, he's like kind of sold out being weird. Yeah. Like he's the Joker. Like he, fucking him and Jared Leto. Like they're they got yeah. the lock on the weird roles, right? Bo's afraid he's great, and he's king. Very king. He does not try. Apparently, yeah. Well, I mean, like he tries, but he tries in a way that, like you know, like pisses me off. Like he's one of these people who, like, he's too, like overly sincere about his trying to be the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't do that, Jared Leto, or in a totally different way, Joaquin Phoenix. Don't go method with the Joker. Also, right, weird, weird King Barry Keegan, also a Joker right now. Yeah. And if you want to count Gotham, Cameron Monaghan, he was also a great Joker mm -hmm. or Joker variant. Yeah. Jeremy I Miller says he's looking forward to Joker too, but that's more because of Lady Gaga. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I'm I'm gonna hold out on on saying that that's gonna be anything because I I don't know what kind of music like who's doing the music for it. Is it gonna be it's like a musical? It is I a know it is. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it going to be a jukebox or is it going to be like, um, ben, you know, the, the fucking greatest showman guys, yeah. Gear of Enhance, bringing them in to do it? Fuck like, you, I Angle. Know. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know that Poleo do my favorite French phrase of all time because it means. Uh, did you hear that? Did, did you hear that Joaquin Phoenix got a DUI and had his license taken away? He's doing method acting, man. 99? Like, this would have been yeah, news who, in 2000. No, he, he got it a DUI, got his license taken away, and now he's walking Phoenix. No, like, oh, listen. Oh, God, Chris. Kick this motherfucker wow. out. Wow. That was... Now, they were doing Fast and Furious, and they were like, you should have called him Paul Driver. That, that was like half the horror movies I've ever watched. <laughs> so bad, it's good. It was so bad of a joke, it was actually kind of good. I actually really like that one. I... Yeah. I, I caught it. Drew. Adam Driver, because he's in Ferrari. Yeah, or like we watched the uh, live Peter Pan performance and we saw Christopher Walken, but he was Christopher Dancing. Oh. Kind of. He was Christopher Limpin. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was such a that was such a shit show. If you guys remember the live action NBC Peter Pan starring Allison Williams, like peak. The idea Allison. was oh. great. Christopher Walken is hot. That's a great idea. 
sort of if he was so old like he was so old like watch it like having to get the thing where like wendy darling's dad has to be played by christian borrell like um this and he has to then play me instead of captain hook undermines the entire concept of what makes you know the, the metaphor work in peter pan it's supposed to be your father is captain hook and that's the whole thing against rebelling growing up but like it, if it's just like smee just like some side character plus christopher Walken's like a hundred years old hey don't like, don't put any bad juju on bob hoskins he was the best smee he was the best smee i'm saying but smee is not like wendy's dad and like the smee i mean the cook always has to be wendy's dad case in point jason isaacs like hottest <clears throat> Uh, is in that one where the sparkly hook from like 2004, like the sparkly even Peter the Pan. original Disney was that way, yeah. Of course, it's always the same guy has to play Wendy's father and like the kind of mean, stern father that has to play Captain Hook, even though there's a weird like sexual dynamic between like Captain Hook and like the fucking Wendy. So, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it's always has although, to be the same guy the day. Although, check this, and I, I didn't realize this till, till recently, uh, in Hook. The uh, the voice of the captain of the airplane as they're going over to England yeah. is is actually um, uh, is actually Hook. Listen to it carefully. It's it's Dustin Peter Hoffman Pan doing Hook. Yeah. Peter Panning. Uh, the, the name of the airline is Peter Pan Airlines. <laughs> yeah, it's Peter Pan. They're flying Peter Pan. Can I show Pan you something? Okay. No, it's called Peter Pan Airlines. I believe is yeah. the exact thing. Can I show you guys? And Jude Law is the latest one in the yeah. new uh, Captain Hook movie. Uh, Star Drew. Hey, Star Drew. Oh. Can I um show you guys something? Can put it on Sophia? Or wait, I can. Yeah. Can I put it on? Okay. Yeah. Something that I find really important for you guys to know about if you haven't seen this film, or if there are any ladies in the audience. Um, hold on. Let's see. Share screen. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, there we go. There we go. That is Jason Isaacs as Captain Hook. The world's sexiest Captain Hook. I'm just gonna play this the rest of the night, if that's okay. <laughs> He's so hot. Like, what is going on there? Why do we need that sexy of a Captain Hook? He's shirtless the entire film. Are you anti Jude Law as Captain Hook? I'm saying Jude Law was like, I haven't seen it yet. I love Jude Law. I love him in the Young Cobra. I love old skeevy Jude Law as opposed to like young, hot Mr. Ripley Jude Law. I think like the skeevy version of him is so much cooler than like the the old school like hot version. Um, but I really am excited to see him as Hook. I bet he's great. He's he's really like come into his own as like an older perv weirdo. I think he's the best part of that remake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know who wasn't great is either Charlie Hunnam or or the other guys that look like Charlie Hunnam, Boyd Holbrook or he, no, no Boyd Holbrook, Charlie Hunnam. Wait, he's Blackbeard. Yeah, he's Blackbeard. Right. It's Boyd Holbrook, Charlie Hunnam, and what is the third one? Garrett Headland. I just the three of them are interchangeable to me, but whichever one was in that one with Hugh Jackman, Garrett. it was Garrett Hudlin. No fucking way. Yeah. The one, not the one from Indiana Jones. Uh, which the one? newest Indiana Jones? Oh, that's Holbrook. Yeah, that's Holbrook. Yeah. Okay, which one is in uh, Logan? Holbrook. Which one is in fucking Crimson Peak? Hold on. And which one is in Tron? Hold on. This is so fucking confusing. <laughs> They're all the same guy in my mind. They're weird variants of each other. Oh my god. Yeah, all starting with uh, all GH initials GH. Garrett. Yeah. I, very Hunter. similar names. Charlie Hunnam. Oh no, 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 no. Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Lynn, Charlie Hunnam. And oh, and Boyd oh, Hodelberg. What are you talking about? C H B H G. That they rhyme. That's what I'm saying. C B H B H and D. There we go. 
for some reason, I used to get Kevin Costner and Harrison Ford mixed up. So Kevin Costner, I do that in my head too. Really? Oh no, it's, it's Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe. Yeah. Like, I just no. think it's like the, the 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 letters of it, their names in my head. It's Russell Crowe and racist. The three hundred guy, Gerald Butler. Gerald Butler and and Russell Crowe, the same guy. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I think one's probably nicer, and one's Jean Valjean, but I can't tell you which. Javert. Javert. Right, well, I'm, right, right, I'm right. gonna head out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Jake. Right. Have a happy New Year. Thank God. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. No, man. Sorry, see you leave, Jake. Sorry, see you leave, Jake. Bye, Jake. I'll, I'll text you tomorrow, you bitch. <laughs> Let it go. Okay, we're going to keep going on the sexy hook pictures. Justin, what was your favorite movie of the year? Favorite movie of the year? I Man, I'm going to be honest with you, and it was such a surprise to me. Like, I actually wanted it to be good, and it turned out to be good, but, like, I also didn't have a lot of hope for it. It was one of those weird things. I wanted it to be good, but I didn't have high Walk hopes up. for it. No, it was uh, Dungeons & Dragons. I thought that, oh, that was, was literally... Awesome. I thought that movie was one of the best, if not the best movie of the year. Like it was an adventure uh, movie with like heart, soul. Like to me, they did the jokes better than like the MCU because like they didn't joke mm -hmm. when you didn't need a joke. Like when the movie was serious, it was serious. But then they did the jokes when it like uh, made sense and like and, and was actually funny and stuff. They didn't try to ruin like a very serious scene. I really love Dungeons and Dragons. I thought that movie should have got way more props than I what think it ended up getting. Exactly right. But you know it is the same people as the MCU. It's the same guy who does Spider-Man. It's it's the kid from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, well, they like, picked the right one they picked then because Spider-Man's been the only thing MCU's done that's been really good recently. I mean, it's it's the yeah, it's the kid from Freaks and Geeks. If you haven't seen Game Night, which is his other movie, it's it's maybe one of my favorite movies of all time, <laughs> and it's it's like my favorite comedy of all time for sure. Besides Wet Hot American Summer, but it is. So is, is it like the one with the the Frito Lay's thing you talk yeah, the about. Frito the thing. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Clemens, but also my buddy Billy Magnuson is in it, and he is. Just oh, Billy! So cool. I love Billy. <laughs> yeah, you know Billy. Like, yeah, he's no, just so fucking yeah. hilarious. Dungeons and Dragons. This was amazing to me because it took characters that it, like uh, did things that would be in D and D. So like they were kind of like Fat Dragon. Um, yeah, well, like the dude, the Paladin. Fumber that was Shad, like the he most. Has a name. Yeah, the the paladin was like the 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 funniest thing to me because like people pick paladins as a character they're supposed to role play but then they got to be real strict on their like uh beliefs and everything else oh, and was that it guy, the guy like, from Bridgerton was yeah. that the paladin yeah yeah, yeah. Like, the, the guy who's like walking down the beach away from him and the one guy's yeah. uh, uh Chris Pratt's yeah, narrating it that yeah. movie was incredible I mean like but I also really had high hopes for it because of um yeah. because of game night. And because of Spider-Man, like I really yeah. like this new Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. When he, when that Paladin was walking away, and Home Dude's like, he's "Wait, gonna, there, 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 there's a rock in his way. What is he gonna do?" Yeah, he, oh. just, like, he walks straight over it. <laughs> there was so Eric. I never heard Eric laugh as hard as when uh, they put the spell to like make him the bard and like to to distract the guards, and then his face starts ballooning out. Oh yeah, just, like a trick. And Eric just like Eric just like. Loses his shit during that moment, and also the fat, <laughs> fat dra dragon. dragon. Also, like the gelatinous cube. Oh, very the gelatin. Good, good cameo. To be honest, that first bit they do about like it was a very like Thor Ragnarok, like in the best way possible bit about like the guy who's showing up late to the trial. Oh yeah, and it's like a bird thing. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I want a Jonathan Funko. Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> he doesn't like know them at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw someone say like Jonathan is such a great like last minute Dungeons and Dragons name. That's Jonathan was like makeup on the spot. <laughs> no, but that's what I thought was really cool about it. Is like all these characters are characters you could play like as you, if you played actually Dungeons and Dragons. And I mean, can you like, just play anyone? Like you just have to pick within the archetypes, right? You can be any. You can name your characters whatever you want. Right, right, but the cool part about it was is they actually the characters played these parts like as people would play it at the table. Yeah. Right. So that's where you get some of the goofiness is because like you're playing with your friends and like things that they would try to do uh, and everything else. It's like I said, with the Paladin specifically, when you pick that character, you're supposed to play the character, role play the character. And you have to be like, if you mess up, then like you lose powers as a Paladin. So you have to keep being like this guy who or girl, whatever that's doing like uh, the perfect thing. Like you you can only do good, for instance. Right. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that they're like they they grade you on your cosplay during Dungeons and Dragons? No, it's like a not really. Not really, but if you're rich. Your acting skills. Like, they, you get your points. And that's you can. You he can. So, like, uh, the guy who's, like, the leader of the campaign, the Dungeon Master, like, a lot of people will actually give extra bonus points to people that play their characters well. So, I guess that's why, like, not just Critical Role, or Critical Role, but uh, the other one that um, the, the College Humor now called Dropout yeah. guy does, that Brendan Mulligan guy does that show that's like really popular and i never watch it you would think i'm into dungeon dragons because i like games they're strategic and i like cosplaying as people we should play dungeon dragons sometime but yeah. we can't do it as a two-person game so we just <laughs> i am a dungeon master i'm just we need, saying we need a dungeon master that's correct i am a dungeon master i yeah. feel like is that like somebody you get to officiate your wedding like is it like just a kind of like what are your what are your criteria did you get it on the line did you get it on the internet where's your certificate from like he oh, just my, owns the books my standards are pretty high. <laughs> picking, uh, I, I do own all the books yeah whoever own owns the, the most uh handbooks is the uh, uh i'm expecting master. eddie from stranger things so unless you're like up to that level of quality <laughs> of hair okay yeah you need to wear a wig yeah you need to play a role as eddie that's your all story. right so I've been sitting on music. something. I've been sitting on something for you for a while, Drew. Oh, cool! I've had a movie trivia question in the back yep. of my pocket that I think is right up your alley. Okay, I love movie trivia questions. I guess I that was the thing so, I did. I know it, it, it is a five-point level question, but I'm great! I love thinking about level. these. I should more be. I well, right, here we go. Yeah, go here ahead. Go. Category: Famous actors and actresses. Go ahead. Wow. John Reese Davies and mm -hmm. Julie Andrews have appeared three times nope. in films together. Once in the 1980s, once in the 2000s, and once in the 2010s. So it's Princess Diaries 2, and Princess, uh, it's Princess Diary 2, and, or the Princess Diary, it's gonna be Princess Diaries, it's gonna be um, the, the Life Aquatic, but with Aquaman. So it's gonna be Aquaman, um, uh, the Princess Diaries, and then I'm gonna say Victor Victoria. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen any of those movies. <laughs> she's she still got it. So sharp. Is that really true? Victor Victoria yeah. was the other that one. That is very true. That's awesome. Yeah, I but, do think. I do think. Just naturally, she like, didn't appear in you, Aquaman. Well, I think. I do think naturally. If like say the Shmoda came back, you know, like sometime next year or whatever. Like, uh, if you had to play again, I think you were, you'd still be at like a very high level of competition. I think it'd be better. Yeah. Like, cause I've seen a lot more movies and I've like retained a lot more information that like yeah. helps me contextualize yeah. where things are in time. Yeah. Like I know, like 
I know a lot more things now about movies than I did before the showdown because there's been no pressure to like study. Yeah. You know, like wow. trivia. What's that? I could never, <laughs> I could never win because I'm never good at the trivia that people would ask. Like I always like I'll be talking about a show I just watched and will forget the actor or actress's name. I mean, I do that. Character's name. But like if you're if there was like movie trivia about like the actual like stuff that happens in the movie. Yeah. Like where you have to answer questions like, what did this character do? I'd be like fucking good. <laughs> Can I be honest? Like, I, could, I could probably at this point I could probably appear in a MCU and I think I could probably appear in an MCU match. Not do great in it. I'm not gonna say win it, but I could appear in an you MCU. You wouldn't get blown out of the water. I, I wouldn't go, I don't think I'd get blown out. I've seen them all like here's the question. Out. Can I throw in MCU TV? Yeah, go ahead. I would say, I'm just saying, please. can I throw an MCU TV? <laughs> in fact, I think I know the TV shows better than I know a lot of the movies, and I watch yeah. a lot of the movies. But like, did y'all do y'all's favorite TV shows? Loki, of the year? no, yeah, uh, we kind of did, but we're still going, so go ahead. Yeah. What was your favorite, Justin? Uh, I really love the uh, Last of Us, House of Dragon, uh, yeah, House of Dragons, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, there, there's been a couple at the Ooh, top there. I like Lord of the Rings. That was good. The Rings of Power. That was a really good one. So far, I haven't watched uh, the final two episodes, but uh, what? I need to watch we haven't watched yeah. them either. Justin, you didn't, you didn't miss it. Wait, why would you? Why did yeah. you not watch the final two episodes of Rings of well, Power? Well, because we're, we're doing a thing over here. We're doing a thing over here with our Patreon and like a uh, little group where we've been wa- picking shows and then we've been gotcha. going through and watching them together. Like a couple of episodes at a time, and then yeah, we do like an instant reaction after we get done watching them. Um, I really wish I had caught any of the Loki, you guys' Loki reviews on like when you guys were live doing them because I would have loved to see just in real time, like um, Adelia's reaction to <laughs> to watching that final sequence. That was just so good. Those are my boys. That's my that's my other like running through is uh is Benson and Moorhead. So I'm just like so proud of them. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm like 90% sure they're getting secret wars. I'm pretty sure like at this point the 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 trick of that they're trying to hide is that Benson and Moorhead have been involved for probably all of stage five at this point, and they're just kind of slowly introducing them. First through uh those two episodes of uh Moon Knight and next up through Daredevil. But like there's no reason for them to be jumping around from like a couple episodes here to like directing all of Loki basically, or besides two episodes to directing or like show running um Daredevil, because what does Daredevil have to do with like the sci-fi stuff that they really are good at? Like their whole world is like the weird sci-fi time trippy shit. Like they are, they have their own cinematic universe of weird independent movies that do weird time trippy, like multiverse shit. So like, why even have them do Daredevil except that you're trying to build them up as like the next MCU, like Russo brothers. I'm very excited about that. I actually enjoyed Loki. Uh, It's kind of getting me hyped for maybe one or two of the new things coming out that they, like I wasn't counting, say, the Marvels as part of that because they were kind of being made around the same time period and stuff or like before it and everything else. I think what I thought what they did with Loki was really good. Like I actually enjoyed the show. Not only that, but like I've I talked to them around this around what February of not even last year, February two years ago or last year when I interviewed them for Fangoria. I interviewed them twice. And like when I talked <laughs> to them, I thought that they were basically saying, like, we're in Marvel, like you know, we're going to do this, but we have our own like cinematic universe that we're trying to bring to life into television and all this stuff. But now rereading the interviews, I think what they're saying is they're going to be taking Marvel, like the MCU and turning it into like, like basically expanding their own cinematic universe to encompass the Marvel stuff. Like they're not just going to like pop in and out, but they're going to apply their own, you know, decades worth of work into like a how multiverse theory works. 
and like how their multiverse worlds work, like all their movies are interconnected and they're just going to apply Marvel like in the MCU and just bring it into their world, which is like a really cool idea. Like you should go check out their movies, uh, The Endless, if you haven't seen it yet, or Synchronic or Synchronic. Synchronic is really good. It's not all horror movies, but I'd say they're all sci-fi more than horror. Yeah. Yeah. The Endless is great. Um, and that's a companion piece with resolution. Check out Synchronic or Spring or something in the dirt. That's a little harder to a little less accessible, but they are great. They're my favorite dudes of all time. And pick up speaking of horror stuff, uh, speaking of horror stuff, next year I'm starting the uh take bike Halloween. Uh, I am sick and tired. I am sick and tired of even before Halloween gets here, Christmas decorations coming out. That shit has got to stop. That's got to stop. I agree with you. What is this new deal with like with scary Santas? Like, is that just a way that we're just trying to bridge the gap and we're like, oh, this way we don't have to change the decorations? Like, scary Santa is like a whole genre now. It's like Elf on a Shelf, where it's just like, oh, this is a scary Saint Nick because he's gonna like pop out at you or whatever. But then you just just keep them up till Christmas. That's, yeah. I guess that's economical. <laughs> yeah, makes it easier. We can do what yeah, we but- do in the South, and that's put up lights, but then never take them down. They're just called like holiday lights. So like every holiday, there are lights for it. So like they'll keep them up, and then uh, so that you got the New Year's Day lights. Then you'll have uh, uh, Valentine's Day lights. Yeah, but that's it's, all it does. Aren't you? Isn't that the part of the country that gets really mad if you don't say Merry Christmas, but you're allowed to say holiday lights? <laughs> well, that's because it's encompassing all holidays at once. Yeah, like every one yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, This, this <laughs> time of year, yeah, yeah, you can apply it to, to 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 me. I say Merry Christmas, and the the thing about it is, it's just like, bro, like this isn't a nobody says Merry Christmas and like even thinks about the religious aspects. It's literally like the fat guy coming down your chimney to give you presents. Like, like I don't get the, uh, we can't say Christmas. Like, dude, it just don't even stand for what, like you think it stands for anymore. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen you, Nightmare Before Christmas? Like that guy yeah, does that, not look the same world as Jesus. Right. Like, like, a, like if you walk into Walmart, there's like no Jesus stuff out there. Like for you to buy, like, unless you're buying a nativity scene or also, something, maybe also, they probably don't even sell that, but like all they sell is Santa Claus, like the Grinch. By the way, the Grinch did oh. nothing wrong. Yo, this was Eric's new theory. He's like, what is it? Tell him your theory. It's not a theory. It's just an observation, which is just like over the last few years, we've seen on like social media and stuff like they, they now have, you know, Grinch like meetings, like Santa Claus. You know, like Santa like, Claus like, for Grinch. Where you can go like meet Santa. Santa's on his lap and talk. They now have that for the Grinch where you can go to the mall. They'll have a Grinch actor there to be the Grinch. We saw somebody in full Grinch makeup at a Chewy, at a Petco recently, yeah. like doing a whole Grinch thing as a woman. It's crazy. Um, and it's just a weird thing to me is that everyone who's doing that, who does like a Grinch thing for like the mall or for like a kid's event or whatever, um, they're all doing impersonations of Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Like they're all doing a Jim Carrey impersonation because that's the only live action Grinch uh, barometer that we have to compare it to. So hey, like, it can't so, be like this, this, this cartoon version where they're yeah. like, don't talk that much. It's just like, you know, everyone like the Santa, everyone kind of does a general Santa, right? Like, ho, ho, ho you're a jolly guy. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, but like the, the Grinch one. <laughs> Jim Carrey impressions, like the voice and like the mannerisms, like which the hands is really, and everything. Which is, I hadn't realized it because I've never seen The Grinch, but that's so annoying. It's just, it's very weird. It's very off-putting. It's like if we had one holiday that was like Ace Ventura Day or like yeah. The Mask Day. And exactly. like, I love the original Mask animated uh, Grinch, man. He's the best. Yeah. yeah the man just trying to live on his heel and these people yeah. keep making all kinds of noise and then they try to force their uh, 
Ozzy Ozzy on his ass. He's up there trying to be himself. You know what I'm saying? Him and his dog live their life. They're the same who's that Horton hears? Yeah. So that means the Grinch is like just for scale. The Grinch is like the size of like a fucking speck. Like what? I didn't know the Grinch was like a microscopic, like like fucking bacteria. Microscopic fiends. Yeah. That's crazy. The Grinch is microscopic. Yeah. But his heart can grow like eight times as big. It's like an Ant Man thing. Does he, does he live in the yeah, they live, actually, that's what it is. They live in the quantum realm. Yeah, they do. Uh, have you guys been watching? Right. Have you guys I'll been watching that. What If? Have you guys uh, been watching the new What If episodes? Yes, I haven't watched today's. I missed today's. We haven't watched today's either. Uh, today's was. 1602. Oh, okay. Talking about like Santa right here, Santa's scary and all this stuff right here is, uh, I'll just tell you this much. See, back in the day, Santa was used as a con artist to keep your kids good and acting good, right? Like Mm -hmm. you didn't have all the technology that we have today. So you just told this story about this fat dude coming to give you presents, but he ain't going to give you no presents if you act Mm -hmm. bad. So it was a way to try to keep your kids good. The reason why I think Santa's going into the like, like you were talking about more of a horror Santa is because people don't care about keeping Santa's name as good anymore because now they yes. just throw like an iPad in their kid's face to keep them doing well. And not so, a bunch of and that's why Gen Alpha is so fucked up. But also here's my theory about Santa. Both the Santa Claus and Ernest Saves Christmas posit the idea that Santa is not a person. It is a role like Batman or the Dread Pirate Roberts that, that different people inherit the title of Santa and it gets passed on from person to person, right? And my theory is that person can never be a single dot guy. It has to be a couple because you have to get Santa Claus and there has to be a Mrs. Claus. So you have to find a couple that's willing to do it because otherwise it's creepy. It's creepy if you actually saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Like if a single guy who was just like in his 50s was like sh- like shimming down your chidney like to go eat the milk and cookies your kids left out. I don't know. That's like a skin marine. You don't want that happening. That's a true crime story waiting to happen. That is <laughs> I talked about that. That is a that's a Jordan Peele horror movie. I don't want to see it. It's Ty West. It's too scary. Yeah. But if there's a Mrs. Claus at home, well, then it's just like a nice guy. And sadly, the if you play it out, the idea would be that they don't have any kids because you don't want to relocate the kids to the North Pole. So it is a childless couple, probably with like a. And when the old Santa Claus like transcends and like passes on the reins to the new one, the previous Mrs. Claus has to like. Uh, dis- you know, disappear. Disappear. Do <laughs> something. Disintegrate. And, disintegrate. Like, unless she got and, fucking snapped because just, it, uh, yeah. yeah, he can't just. Marry, Mrs. Claus doesn't get to marry the new Santa. Yeah. Like you know, like it's a role. You take it for forty years, and then you know, but you have to make all these other kids happy, just like one of those like sad, yeah. sad couples with like a, a son who died in like the war or something. <laughs> I don't know. My personal <laughs> Santa Claus theory is that in the movie, the Tim Allen film, The Santa Claus. Yes. Is that the elves purposefully orchestrated the previous Santa Claus's death? To replace him with Tim Allen. Well, because they have to do that every so often. You have to regenerate. He's like the doctor. But like they, but they like scout him out. They scout him out. He's like the next one. Then they like uh, set into events that the, the for the other Santa to die. And you know why the the Santa Claus Two is such a pushy movie? They need him to get married. Yeah. Because he cannot be single Santa. Single <laughs> Santa does not work. Divorce Santa even worse. Divorce Santa <laughs> yeah. somehow worst concept of a Santa. <laughs> the Santa that's not let like let in like uh, five, you know, five miles within a school. Like that's not the Santa we want. All right, so there, I'm about to tell you my Santa Claus theory, but to understand it a okay, little bit, you have to understand I'm an Auburn fan and I live in Alabama. And if you don't know, there's a, a college football team named Alabama with okay. a coach uh, named Nick Saban. Nick so, Saban? All right, yes. So here we go. 
Okay. There's what? there's three entities I think that is connected. Okay. You have Santa, yep. Saban, the coach of Alabama football, and yep. Satan himself. They all deal with something red as like their main color. Yeah. And if you take the B from Saban, take it, change it to a T, Satan. Mm -hmm. And if you change Santa's letters around, it becomes Satan. So like, there you go. All three connected right there. Does that mean That's my dog my is God? Does yeah. that mean dog is God? Because if you change they this. Are. It could be, yeah. Because look at this, because dog is God. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Sammy. Dog is God. Oh. I miss it. We've had some good five-pointers recently in the past, uh, like, Six months, I feel like we've come up with a couple yeah, of sure. questions. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I'll, we I'll should write them down in general, like all the films we've seen over the last, you know, year and a half. This is what I do, like periodically. So still, I'm yeah. like, that'd make a good question, and I go right. Yeah, yeah, we, we do that occasionally. There was still, something we recently. We lock that stuff away in our brain somewhere. Somewhere we should write it down. It's because, like natural now. But we did something recently where we we're like, God, that would have been a good five pointer. Uh, I don't know. I guess a lot of stuff like that. <sighs> like, but it's an older movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was like in Field of. <laughs> this is just something bothering me. You guys see Field of Dreams? You guys know that movie Field of Dreams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will come. Yep. Okay. So I remember that movie to be like way different than the movie actually is. The movie is kind of about a crazy person. It's a kind of like a Michael Shannon in a give me or a take shelter kind of role. Like he's he's crazy. Like yeah. every to everyone else, he appears like he's insane, um, and he like. Holds up. He pretends to hold up a uh, James Earl Jones at gunpoint. Like he's a fanatic. He's like, I got to come do this thing at my baseball field. It's like I'm hearing voices in my head. He never says God. He just says like, there are these fucking voices in my head, and they're sending me messages, and they're telling me to do things, and like build it. The guy sounds fucking nuts, right? But then you get to that middle part of the movie where he's like, we have to go go hang out with a ghost of an old doctor in like the middle of nowhere, wherever they are. And then that doctor is like an old ghost and he's talking to them. And then he's like, okay, maybe I'll join your baseball team. And then he disappears. And the next day they like are driving down the street, like a, some other road and they run into a really young guy and it's the doctor, but as a young man. So I remember field of dreams as a movie in which James Earl Jones dies on the field and gets to go off to heaven. But after saving this kid, but that's not what happens. What happens is the old, the young ghost is playing baseball and then Gabby Hoffman falls and like, chokes on a hot dog or something. And the old, the young ghost has to hesitate while leaving the border of the baseball field because once he leaves it to go help the kid because he's a doctor ghost, he becomes an old ghost again. And then he can't go back with the young ghost. But James Earl Jones, who is not dead, gets to go to heaven with the ghosts so he can come back and write about it. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that movie about? So long story short, there's no five pointer. Drew just wanted to let you know that she, what she thought about the Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is like, <laughs> so, all it's, right, like right. It's, it's like religion. It's filtered through an eyes of an actual like schizophrenic person. Like, like, it's and funny. don't understand what I'm trying to say. It's funny you say this because, uh, so I teach speech and debate. Our national competition this year and next year is in Iowa. And I'm trying to convince my kids to go see a baseball game at the real life Field of Dreams. What do you mean the real life? Oh, no. That is oh, okay. Stop, no, stop, stop, stop. no joke. Hold no stop. joke, Drew. That field is a real field. And there's ghosts. Believe what you want. If there was ghosts, I'd already be there. There man. is a real field, and they play baseball on it. And once a year Who, in who's Major they? League. Huh? Who's they? The ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts. <laughs> Is it really this Oda? Is true. Yeah. This is real. I the swear go, to the you. The ghosts show up. 
Okay, 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 one second. So they do, they do one old-timey game, usually with the minor leagues, but once a year, the major leagues will go to this field and will play a game in retro gear uh, on the Field of Dreams. Okay, so real quick. Is this based on a true story? Did somebody really build a Field of Dreams? There really is a Field of Dreams. I swear. No, 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 they, they built it for the movie. They really built it for the movie. Was there an insane man Listen. who built this because he thought that there were like angels in the outfield? No, no, no. Or it, they, they just uh, built the field for the movie, like, and the, they kept it up because they built it for the movie, and then they had oh. to go there because of the movie. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because so let's talk about real ghosts, Drew, because my idea is in a couple months, possibly going to around uh, where Brandy actually lives at, and uh, I'm going to go. St- I'm going to go stay the night at the Lizzie Borden house because she lives down the street oh from my house. Oh, God. You know what? I'm not, Lizzie Borden, I'm not, I'm we've not tried staying. to do a of her, but she really deserves her own, like, feminist Barbie. <laughs> I think they did one with Christina Ricci a couple years ago. Did, but, like, yeah. mm-hmm. but, like, mm-hmm. Lizzie Borden, like, she she just got fed up. She yeah. just had enough. Like, I would, I'd probably, if I was living during that time period, I would be the Lizzie Borden if I could the, have upper arm strength. I'm not staying life. at that house, just so you know, Justin. <laughs> also, I'm staying by yourself. Yeah. This is Claw's horror movie, yeah. Slay Queen. Slay Queen, yeah. Yeah. It's a bed and breakfast now. They bring you like breakfast in the morning. I am Wait, not staying in the Lizzie Borden house. You can stay by yourself. I see that place enough and I'm not going in it. <laughs> I stayed in the uh Queen Elizabeth ship once, or what is it called? The Queen the Queen St. Mary. Anne's? Queen, Queen Mary. Mary, yeah, Queen Mary. That's the oh, cool man, thing yeah. you can do on you can do in uh here. You can stay in like that haunted ship. It's like uh and then every Halloween they have like a Rob Zombie level. I'm serious, like outside the ship, and then you go inside the ship, and but it's like Rob Zombie themed, like horror, like straight up like House of a Thousand Corpses, like that weird aesthetic, yeah. Where it's like they're like hardcore, like rock and roll, but yeah. they're also like, like does, this, does this make it better? Uh, it does kind of make it better, and there's like little haunted places you can walk in and out, but there's also people doing like magic tricks, like and it's like I don't know, it's got this weird carny vibe, but like specifically Rob Zombie carny vibe. Let's see if I can pull up a picture. I want to go stay in the Outlook Hotel, you know, the hotel, the shiny. The Overlook. The Overlook. Yeah, yeah, the Overlook. But isn't that, isn't that a real hotel in Colorado? It's a real hotel yeah. in Colorado. It is real, yeah. but it's yeah. not okay, exterior, because the interior is impossible. It's a literally impossible space. Star Drew, I am also not going to the to the Overlook Hotel. I've been there. I don't need to go back. The, Why, do we, we, why have you been here? Oh, let's go. It's the second mm-hmm. hotel based on. But not the one where they shot it. You're going alone. Well, um... Wait, wait. I want. What was I gonna look up? Oh yeah, Rob Zombie. No, Mary, Queen Mary, Halloween. I want to show you so guys. The, the real hotel is the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Really Colorado. The one that's based on, or the one they shot it at? Both. Both. No, the, yeah, the one both. they based it on is not the one that it was shot at. The one they based it it's on. It's the one they shot it at is the one in Colorado. The the story goes is that King on. actually stayed there during the winter. Not long, but he stayed there during the, the winter one time. Uh, and he got the idea for the story and loved it so much. Um, he based all of it off of it. Kubrick filmed it there. And I think they used the exteriors for the remake as well. Uh, you mean the one with? Oh, that's one of the coolest right? shots. The. Uh, you uh, mean Doctor... the remake, or do you mean the sequel, like Doctor? The Doctor sequel. He's talking no, about no, the no, sequel. The remake. About... The remake. Uh, that, the TV uh, the remake with, with yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah, yeah. They also yeah. did it with Doctor Sleep, though, man. That's the coolest shot, though. Is like, uh, the Shining's like in the morning, 
where the car's driving oh, up yeah. to the hotel and they did it almost shot for shot, but so, it was I mean, at nighttime. Again, again, man, you can't fuck it so, up. No joke, can't. no joke. September 1974, Stephen King and his wife spent the night at the Stanley mm -hmm. Hotel, ironically, in room 217, and were Is the that only ironic guests on the it? property. Is it ironic if he wrote that book later? Like, it's not I ironic. It's, just, it's a natural progression of he stayed in that room, so therefore he wrote it into the um, instance. <laughs> He had a nightmare about his three-year-old son running and screaming through the hotels because he was being chased by a fire hose, woke up sweating all over, and started writing the premise of the book that night. Right. Well, I mean, almost every one of his books are based on nightmares. He does not remember doing that. If you read his book on writing, he does not remember. He woke up sweating and screaming because he was, like, literally coming out of delirium tremors or whatever it's called. Like, he was... He was getting all the cocaine and drugs out of his body, and he does not remember writing the beginning of The Shining. This whole this whole place though has like a really fascinating history. It was originally constructed uh, in 1903 as a place to put TB patients. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of really cool buildings are actually former sanitariums because they were just constructed very like that's where rich people wanted to put their relatives they didn't want to have to deal with anymore. So they're all very nice buildings. So this is um this is the Rob Zombie Halloween ship experience. <laughs> let's see, this guy. I, I think this guy's like the host or something. Um, let's see, we got yeah. Here's like their thing, and you can go ride their Ferris wheels. Hold on, let's see. Their Ferris wheels are weird. There we go. Share the screen. There, there you go. And that's near a ship, and the ship is haunted or something. But it's actually cool. They take like the the bottom part of the ship, like the like the part where you'd stay if you were Fat Fabrizio and Titanic, <laughs> and they actually turn it into like a ghost walk. What they call those like walkthrough experiences where like yeah. things pop out and stuff. And it's, I'm like, can you do that? The ship might sink <laughs> if you scare somebody too hard. They could like break a pipe or hit an iceberg. Oh, okay. The exteriors of the film that Kubrick did was the Timberline yes. Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon. King was yes. against that highly, so yep. made sure that in the remake, he, they used the actual hotel. Chris, I wasn't going to correct you, but like, yes, King hated the Kubrick version so much because you know specifically because like, because specifically he didn't add in the hose part or the topiaries <laughs> or he didn't shot at the wrong hotel. And he thought that um, Jack Nicholson started out too crazy. He didn't start out like sane enough for the character. I, that I mean, Jack Nicholson I is crazy. So like, I mean, I mean, he just like, yeah, hard. he thought it was bad casting. Cause he thought like it's, sh he should have been like more like a baseline, normal turning crazy instead of just like a crazy dude, yeah. you know? Wow. Crazy guy. I'm just saying I'd stay there. I would absolutely stay there without question. Ooh, I mean, sure. Bring the wife too. Tell her, hey, honey, I got I got a weekend at a great resort in Colorado. You're coming, and she'll be like, "I'm tired," and you're like, "We're all tired here, Shelley." <laughs> <laughs> we all float down here. Oh wait, that's a different movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh man, now I just want to go watch the Stephen King miniseries of The Shining. Like I really do. Uh, I was doing this for a while. We watched Rose Red, and then we watched Newsies. But me and Jake, uh, not Yakovetta, but Jake from work, Jake mm -hmm. Curry. Or like he was like, oh, I just watched Rose Red too, which is like this '90s really shit <laughs> Stephen King miniseries on ABC yeah. or CBS or something. But like has like a totally stacked cast of like Jimmy Simpson and like uh, that guy from like uh, the guy who runs Hooli in Silicon Valley. Yeah, that one that died. And the guy who plays the warden in Newsies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's totally stacked cast and it's amazingly bad. But there was a ton of those miniseries in the '90s of like Stephen King stories. Um, they were trying to adapt Rose Red, uh, The Shining, Langoliers, um, and I just want to go through them all. Like, 
there was a ton. Oh God, Hearts of Atlantis. No, that was an actual movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, they yeah, that did was that. A movie. Wasn't a great one. Was Anthony great. Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, did they ever make a one that was like the re revolution? It was resolution, and then there was another one that was like the companion one to it with the uh, guy who gets you know this cop. He's like an evil cop monster. Yeah, yeah you're talking about uh, crap. Well, I can't. So he did two books that was kind of yeah. connected, but they were one was done under his pen name and one was done under Stephen King. Resolution, I think, was the name of the town. So I think that's the name of, and that's funny enough, that's the name of the first uh, uh, the, uh, Benson Moorhead uh, movie is Resolution, and it's a companion piece oh, yeah. film. That's funny. I wonder if that's on purpose. Um, the crazy part to me is like the things that Stephen King's wrote that people don't actually recognize that he wrote, like uh, Shawshank, Shawshank <laughs> Redemption, Stand by Me. Um, like anything that's not scary. He, yeah, he wrote the Green Mile. Uh, Lawnmower Man. I think it has Lawnmower to do with Man. Lawnmower Man. He wrote. Um, he wrote a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, Sam Raimi would be like a good one. It's anything that's like not. A lot of his stuff is like also like kind of like Ian Fleming or or Roald Dahl. It's like the short stories, the concept in, in his short stories like live on. Like so, like you know, like nobody remembers the Roald Dahl as the guy who wrote the story about the guy who has to flick a lighter four, five times in a row and he wins a car. And if not, they yep. cut off the pinky. Running Man. Yep. There's another one I, I forgot about. Running Man. That's his too. Yep. Yeah. But see, that yeah. was uh, that was actually written up underneath his uh, like his other Richard name. Like his, Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman is his name that he's Is that the one you made us watch, Justin? Well, that movie is not really based. It's it's sort of loosely based on the Running Man, but it's like uh, the actual story is way different. The one they've never adapted, they have always really wanted to see them do, even as a short, is the one that's uh, from Nightmares and Dreamscapes called "You Know They Got a Hell of a Band," and it's the one where this couple is yep. like on a road trip and they get like they find a they detour. stop at a diner. Yeah, they stop at a diner and they're like, this waitress looks really familiar. And oh God, so does like the guy like serving the food. And so does like everyone walking in and they realize it's like, um, it's what's her name? And Billy Ho and Billy Holiday, not Billy Holiday, what's the name? Billy, it's all famous musicians, Billy basically. Yeah. No, it's 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 the yeah, just another piece of my heart now, baby. Janice yeah. Joplin. Janice Joplin is their server. Very close. Very uh, close. <laughs> Buddy Holly. And then they realize that the mayor is like Elvis and that they are stuck in a town of ghost musicians that force uh, force the humans that they entrap there to listen to their music every night in an endless concert. Yeah. It lasts forever. Um, and they're like in hell. Yeah. My favorite uh, book that Richard, they wrote it as Richard Bachman was The Long Walk. I love the long walk. I, oh, think, they should, I think they can make that into a movie. It's basically suspense throughout the whole time. The long walk is wait, is that the one on the ledge or is the long walk the one the, the one where they're actually just walking and it, they're the they're, one that they're walking is like kids yeah. and they're trying to earn money for like their sick parents and stuff like, in yeah, the future. It's, it's and, squid games, but without it, yeah, but they have to walk at a certain pace. So it's not like you can walk at any pace. You got to walk at, at, at a walk at four miles an hour doing a trail of tears basically across America and they just make yeah. walk. For the entire time, but like if you stop walking, you get shot. So, so there's like hundreds of kids in this thing, and they're trying to earn money. But if you go below the threshold uh, three times, you get there. Yeah. There's like soldiers that are walking with you or riding in the vehicles, and, and they, they shoot them. You. They shoot them dead. They shoot them dead as soon as they hit the third warning. It's like a skid game, but it's like the world's most like it's in a in retrospect, it's like the world's tamest version of Squid Game because it's like basically power jogging Squid Game. Yeah, like all you do is just kind of like. Keep up the pace, and everyone just goes in a straight line. Um, it follows Squid Game. It follows Squid Game. Uh, people don't remember that he did Christine or The Dead Zone or 
the one about the um guy on the Wait, ledge that's the another dead famous zone, story. the dead zone is uh is that king yep. or is that Crichton? yep nope it's it's king gerald's People, game gerald's game great yeah because it's mike flanagan yeah. um oh, oh, oh. that's why the, the that, that book literally i read that book i was like a teen I, I became a stephen king fan when i was like pretty young 12 13 14 years old I read like Gerald's game. That's the reason why I'll never get handcuffed to a bedpost. It's not happening. Oh yeah, don't don't ever let someone do that shit to you. You've seen you've seen the movie, right? The Netflix movie by. Like, yeah, I actually thought it wasn't bad at all. I thought it wasn't bad at no, all. No, it's it's by the guy who did a uh, it's by the guy who did Haunting a Hill House and and who did uh, the sequel Gosh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, um, but also Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. He's, he's great. Do the new Dark Tower. Yeah, yeah. wait, he's doing Dark Tower. Yeah. Oh, please let's not touch that. Let's just leave that where where it lay. <laughs> um yeah let's really leave that where it, just let that one die off some things were never made to be adapted but so, there's so many like he's like sometimes dead is better sometimes dead is he, again <laughs> pet cemetery spelled yeah. wrong that's one of his um there's so many short stories though he's like philip k dick or like harlan ellison where so many short stories of his like yeah are like in the public like consciousness or like in the creative commons of like people's brains they don't realize it's a king story like the one about the guy who's yeah. cheating on um I mean Nightmares yeah. and dreamscapes. Yeah, nightmares and dreamscapes. So the, I think that's the one with the guy who like is a uh, tennis instructor and he's having an affair with this guy's wife, this really rich guy's wife, and he gets called up to this to their uh, the building where he thinks he's about to like run away with her, and instead it's the rich guy and he like has a gun on him and he's like go out on the ledge and they're on this really high rise and he's like okay like I needed you to crawl around the entire building yeah like just on the ledge of this it was very tight ledge and the entire book is just like him having to do that yeah. <laughs> and like yeah feel like, yeah he heard the wife he, yeah. he murdered the insomnia, wife insomnia uh secret window it. secret garden yeah okay what did you say insomnia insomnia secret window secret window oh my god the john Turturro classic all hmm? clues into his psyche as a serial killer no according to anatomy of a fall oh wait to anatomy of a fall yeah. oh yeah that's right yeah. that's a good movie guys check out anatomy of a fall that was great that was great Four past until midnight was another great one because that has his Langoliers, which from my first Stephen King. Oh, uh, that's the first thing I, I I saw that on TV and I was like, I guess I like this guy. Let, what else has he done? So that was my intro to Stephen King. Was like maybe the worst Stephen King story of all time. It's not the story. I mean, the story is okay. It's that story's that, crazy. That version is awful. The I don't even think. I think again, like this is it's just a thing of the '90s. Like maybe it wasn't even that bad. The concept of the story is very like it's almost like doctor who or like a marvel like multiverse it's like you go back in time but time is flat in the past and it's being eaten by these like time monsters yeah. and you have to and like lighters don't light and like gas doesn't work and you have to get out of the past by driving through the aurora yeah. borealis very similar concept to the, like weeping angels and doctor who kind of except they'll just eat you like yeah. once you're in the past like the past isn't full of people the past is empty and dead and like yeah. there's nothing there and that's why they're uh. like the regulators is the movie you were talking about regulators. when the turns. There we go. What was the what was the sequel to Regu or the companion one? Uh that's the one I can't remember off the top of my head. Regulators. That's right. Cause like the cop is good in that one. And then he's like the bad guy, Tack. He's like the bad thing called Tack in um the companion piece. It's like takes place in alternate universes where like one also a song by Nate Dog apparently. Yes. <laughs> Regulators and then what was Desperation? Desperation. Regulators mount up. Yeah. <laughs> Desperation was the name of the other book because that's the name of the town they're from. Yeah. We bought my dad this really cool poster. I wonder if I can find a picture of it that is like 
basically all the Stephen King short stories and books and whatever, but it's in one poster and it's almost like a find the picture. Like it's a giant, like, it's just like all like little like characters and elements from like Stephen King stories. And you just got like, Oh, there's Christine. There's like, yeah, know, there's like a, a town balloon, and there's like, a like there's a Elvis, you know, yeah. like there's every single Stephen King story ever in like one painting. And you have to uh, I like the short story he did called like, I think it was Dylan's Cadillac. It was oh, is that the one where a, he buries the car? Where yeah. The car? Yep. Like the whole, the whole movie or not movie. It's just a, I think I made a movie out of it, but it's basically this guy that likes trying to get revenge. Cause this guy that's like, real rich that's like a big monster or something like that mobster mm -hmm. in like las vegas or something like that i think may have did something to his wife or something and like that like, and so he becomes yeah. a uh, he goes out and works on the highway for a couple of years or something yeah the whole story is him like building up resistance going out and working on a highway because he was like a, a weak teacher that like didn't have a lot of strength and but he oh, goes yeah. out there does all that learns how to do all that stuff on the road just to make that a trap for this guy yeah, so basically he can trap the guy in like wet cement and the car will go in and then he can trap the guy underneath the, the wet cement of the road. Yeah. But he like gets himself all jacked and stuff. This is a picture, by the way, that I got my dad. Looks like a harmonious Bosch. But if you check out, like there's every like element of this is a different Stephen King story. I don't even think this is the whole picture. It doesn't look like it might cut off a little bit on the sides. Yeah, yeah. cut out a little bit on the sides and bottoms. But like, because I remember this thing goes all the way down. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even say Salem's Lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam's lot. See this What's topiary the... thing right here. This is from The Shining. That's Cujo. like the topiary thing. Um, where's Cujo? Cujo is Cujo. He's a big dog on top of the car. Christine is the car. I don't think the car is Christine. Isn't the car the other? Haha, -ha, that's reference to his. So are uh, these are these just the films or the actual? Books? These are the short stories. You can see because you can see all the short story things here. It's like everything. It's like his there's a uh, books and short stories and everything. Yes. Yeah, so like that is um, what's her name from Misery? Yeah. There's Pennywise talking to kid. Sandworm from Dune. The Sandworm from Dune. Shut yeah. up. This is Rita Wilson's poster from Shawshank right there. Yeah. There yeah. you got the uh, Chattering Teeth. <laughs> Top poster, not. There's the. The plane is the Langoliers. The plane is Langoliers. The guy. Maximum Overdrive. The story I was the just telling tower. you. About. There's the Dark Tower. Yeah. What's the Max oh, Maximum Overdrive right there. Maximum like, Overdrive. Like, I think the alien is from the Tommyknockers, which is actually my yep. Stephen King's favorite Stephen King book. I think um, the Dark Tower right there in the background is from uh, It. Arsene Lannis' playing card. The uh, frogs. I don't remember frogs. Oh, uh, oh, shoot. What is the name of uh, of uh, oh, Salem Salem's Lot? What? The, on top of the uh, gazebo. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Right, the concert tonight is... No, actually, the, no. The the one with this one is not Salem's Lot. This Because they didn't have planes in Salem's Lot. The one from this one is a short story about a grand, uh, a kid who gets kidnapped by these two guys who are going to like sell him to the some, uh -huh. like like slavery wing. But he keeps saying, my grandpa's going to come to get you. My grandpa's going to come to get you. And they're like, whatever, shut up, kids. And then something lands on the hood of the car. And the grandpa's like a giant bat creature. Yeah. That's oh. what that is. Because it Salem does look like, like a vampire. He's like, I'm Yeah, but they don't have wings in Salem's lot. They're just like Nosferatu's. Yeah. That big oh. squiddy thing in the back is the mist. Oh, that's a mist. Oh, the uh, finger is that that long finger next to the chattering yeah, teeth is actually like a, a short story. Finger. Yeah, that's about from the, the, the finger coming out of the sink. Like the, the craziest. The crawling finger, I think it's called, and then the chittering teeth, chattering teeth. That's, that's all from Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I don't know what SO is. The gas station. I don't know. SO. SO. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, the big creature in the background is the mist. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the mist. See this thing in the background. Like I wish they showed the whole picture, but the yeah. children of corn. There, that's in the back. You, yeah, he wrote yeah. children of corn. You didn't know, know that. I know. It. So Who's the story? big ass bear? 
<laughs> Big ass bear is um so, um big ass bear from so okay it's it's a really obscure one so is is originally stephen king uh or uh, no the publisher excuse me the publisher wanted to call it so which in spanish literally translates to it but it's also the name of a gas station so they couldn't do it but that's what stephen king wanted to originally name it Oh, but like there must be something else with it, like how Captain Trips is like actually a, its own short story before it was ever um, the shine before it was ever uh, the stand. Like they have a he has a short story, so he must have had a short story somewhere where he calls it S.O. Like that's like the concept to... of it. That's possible. Uh, he has a lot of things that like uh, relates, you know. To he's got like the certain books that are based in like Bangor, like Bangor um, Man. Oh yeah, well, it's a dairy. Maine is a, I would say a good at least half yeah. of his stuff is based in Maine. Oh, yeah. honey, it's like 90% of his yeah. work is basically. Least, I, the yeah, things. Let's be conservative, okay? Needful yeah, Things I mean, is another one of those movies you're talking about that they made for TV. The Shawshank stuff is all, like, the the, the town that Shawshank is in is, uh, what's it called? They've made a TV show about it. It's, um, it's in Maine. Mm -hmm. No, no, but the name of the town is, it's the one from Needful Things. It's, um, it's the name of the miniseries TV show that they had. I forget the name of it. it, but it's a it's a very famous town. If you heard the name, you'd be like, "Oh, that one." Um, Shawshank is in. It's a Castle Rock. Castle, Castle Rock. Rock, Rock yeah. Castle, oh. Rock Castle Rock is the name where a bunch of his towns take uh, things go in, and when they're in the Tommyknockers, which is technically my favorite Stephen King book, um, it they drive through Dairy Maine, which is made up town, and they see like Pennywise the clown, and they're like, "Whoa, what the fuck was that?" And in his son's book, Joe Hill is like a another horror writer um, who is his son and does a lot of cool stuff. Like he'll have his dad's characters like pop up intermittently in the background. So like in Nosferatu, Nosferatu, because it's a license plate, they like see Pennywise. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty nerdy. Hey, Dale, you enjoying any of this? <laughs> no, I am. I'm just also really tired. It's midnight here. So um, I think we should probably start to wrap this up. Because sure, I sure. have to get up very early in the morning because my family's here. Little kids are not going to let me sleep in. So, And this has nothing um, to do with the fact that like, I just went off on a 20-minute tangent. No, 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 no. Okay. no I, um, I, I enjoyed it. As, as, as we uh, wrap this up, I just wanted to ask everybody your favorite moment from 2023. Oh, I know when mine was. It's like when I got a higher Adelia. It was like the best time in my life. It was like it was like something I'd wanted to do for years. It's just like wow. like work with Adelia and like I when I when they offered me something like a somebody to help help me do my job, I was like, oh, there's like really only one person, and like it took a lot of work to figure out how to like do the logistics of it, and I it just was like the best feeling in the world to be able to finally work with you, and it's like even better than I thought it would be. Just to it's clear amazing. things up, I was I was like a close second, right? Yeah, yeah. You were the yeah. second I was gonna choice I was gonna have. Uh, thank you. <laughs> That's not and true to me. When, no. <laughs> when, uh, Adelia, Justin, then uh the Pikachu with a weird hat on that they're giving out for the holidays from Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they always have it. They always have him with hat different hats. Yeah, and it's Chat GPT, and then it's Grok, and then it's yeah, no, it's no, it's daily. It's been wonderful, and I love working with you. And you're you're so patient and so lovely, and so. Thank <laughs> well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. 
and working at passion fruit is definitely my favorite moment of the year because it's just been so rewarding getting to take all of this stuff that i've been trying to help do um you know as little as i can to help creators and things like that and help you out all the time and stuff over the last few years and actually get to do it as a job is kind of surreal to me every day so it's it's we've got so many no problem i mean we have so many cool things coming up with just like yeah getting creators to like fucking just make sure that like things are protected and it runs differently like let's say the schmodown never comes back that like things happen differently because like people understand themselves and the power they have as creators and like it's just it's like mind blowing when you think about like the scale of this thing that it could possibly have. Oh my sleepy puppies! Yeah. But someone else go. I don't want to just keep talking about this cool project that me and Delia are doing. <laughs> Chris, what about you? Um, I have taken on a new challenge uh, this year. Uh, being a speech and debate coach, I've never taught it, um, and it's it's very challenging. You know, you're dealing with a lot of very a personality kits uh and they know that i've never taught this before um but i think when <laughs> my kids started winning tournaments like that is so I, so I, good. Yeah, I, oh, oh. <laughs> no, keep going keep going i just wanted to show um, you um i i just i felt you know so proud to be a part of that process um just, I, you know what? I, I think for me, being able to be a teacher, that means so much, you know, to me. Uh, and I can't really all pick out one moment because there are always little moments. Like, no names, but I had a student who was on the spectrum like me, and he refused, he refused to do anything. Couldn't get him to do anything. As student all the way, and we just kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And one day, he argued with me in the middle of class why Naruto would lose to Goku in a fight. And I let him go for five minutes. You know what? Yeah. He spoke out in class in front of everybody. Oh, wow, Chris. That's amazing. But that opened a door. And, like, yeah. I got him to stand in front of the class and read Hamlet to everybody. Wait, the entire thing? Not the entire thing. Uh, the, the to be or not to be speech. Oh, cool. but I got him to do it. I, that wasn't the point. I helped him overcome a challenge. I reached a student. That That's makes amazing. all the difference in the world. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen to that kid, but for that brief moment, I felt like I reached him. You and did. You made a difference in that kid's life, Chris. And that's what that's what being a teacher always is. Um, we're asking about favorite 2023 moments. Uh, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Good question. Um, um, uh -huh. Nothing with Drew. For sure. Uh, wow. <laughs> she didn't mention you one time, Eric. She didn't mention you once. He's part, he's part of the larger thing. Good to know. Good to know. I know where the, the level is. She's like, I hired you. I was, well, it's funny. Well, because my, yeah, I think my initial thought, my first thought was also crossing the streams. That was yeah, like, crossing the streams. I think that was like, yeah, that was just like such a great moment for me. And I think that's just like such a, like a good, like, first step towards like, you know, what I kind of really want to do. Like with like the space and like the work that we're doing is like bringing people together and like having this sort of like forum for people to talk to one another otherwise they like can't really do that themselves if you guys um, haven't checked it out the passion fruit uh youtube page eric hosts a show called reactorverse yeah and then he did one with a bunch of different reactors all reacting to the attack on titan finale and he's going to do an upcoming one about doctor who yeah the scoop for next yeah. episode it's good we're going to be Recording it on the sixth, we'll be airing it the following Monday. That's gonna be a review, yeah. Doctor Who and the uh recent specials from this month. Can you reveal any of the, the participants? 
Um, sure, yeah, it'll like locked in so far. We have um, uh, my friend Jessica, Jessica says we have late to the party, he's gonna be there. Um, Liam Catterson, he's a UK reactor. Um, previewed who you saw also might have saw play late to the party on Settle the Score. Um, mm -hmm. like the oh, those two, the ones from the G2O video, yeah, I like them. Um, and uh, my friend Fail Whale 34, yeah, and uh, one other person that we're waiting on for confirmation. Best of looking all right, Eric, I'll do it, I'll announce it publicly. Thank you so much. No, but uh, yeah, that was just like such a great first step, yeah, like I said, first step towards like this whole thing, and like, I, I it was like a was super fun event to like do and uh, yeah, just get in the books, yeah, yeah. It's great. I I love the Reactiverse podcast. I I keep telling people about it. So I'm really excited to check it out. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to do like have other people do like across um, the deep linkers one too though, yeah. because like people have gotten really excited. Like Juan wants to do somebody that he's like obsessed with on YouTube, like interviewing people who just are like in these esoteric YouTube spaces doing video yeah. essays. Yeah, there's like a bunch of people I want to do. Defunct Land, Jenny Nicholson, with more news. This guy, Coffeezilla. Yeah. 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 Oh, Coffeezilla. Justin. Yeah. All right. Justin, your turn. I'm going to let Brandy go because I'm not feeling well and ours is going to be the same thing. So. <laughs> okay. Brandy. Getting engaged to Justin. The what? <laughs> uh, thank you. Getting. Um, to go to Arizona and seeing everybody and having that special moment with everybody definitely, definitely is my favorite moment. Even though I cried like a baby, but <laughs> it was my favorite. Yeah. Um, it was a very special moment. Justin. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Obviously, I'm the one that did it. So, uh, <laughs> you could say how you, gotta, you did it's it. It's got to be pretty big. Preparing it and you know keeping it a secret, and then Adelia didn't even know, and then we almost got it spoiled. <laughs> yeah, you telling um, Adelia, quiet. Nobody told me ahead of time. Yeah, uh, just Ferris being a dumbass. <laughs> Wait, that was funny though. Like. Wait, Jeremy Miller, are you saying your favorite part of 2023 was Josh Horowitz's podcast blowing up? Or are you saying that it's blowing up right now because there's like some drama? Like, you know, like some fucking thing where Scorsese said or something. Uh, did someone mention it a second ago? Just, no, we didn't mention it. He's just saying it. It's blowing up right yeah, he's just saying it. It's like his favorite part of 2023. It is a really cool thing. His new one that's like where he, where people, it's like a director's commentary. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a Reactor. reaction commentary type thing. We should get him to do something with us. Yeah, yeah we should yeah. talk to him. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I realize I have his phone number from when I interviewed him for, like, when he interviewed me for her job back in 2008. 2008. Yep. <laughs> I should have thrown a curveball at Justin. <laughs> 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 What's your favorite thing? Um, seeing my nieces. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my second favorite thing after working at Passion Fruit is the fact that Brandy and I kicked all the guys' asses in the LGRN Patreon Fantasy Football League and made the nice. final, which is going down this weekend. So and We didn't know what we were doing. No, we had no idea <laughs> what we were doing. There was 14 of us in this league and two women, and the two women are in the finals. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome. I didn't want to do it. Like, I had to back out. I had no. to back out at the last minute. And so they were like, Brandy, you'll do it. And now... Nice. No, yeah. I didn't. No, it wasn't asked. Adelia, I was, I was at work, and I, I had Adelia, and somebody else was on. It was Ryan. You, were, I think you were telling yeah. Ryan, and I just hear Adelia say, "She has no idea, but she's doing it anyway." And I'm like, "Who?" And she goes, "You." I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, though. Yeah. So, Chris, this could have been you. <laughs> It could it's have been, been you, me, but it, it would have been you. I never would have picked who you picked. It just—it's not that your choices are bad. I wouldn't have picked them. It's Listen, them. my whole team, like I—they all got hurt except the defense, <laughs> and I still don't know how I got into this. I still yeah. don't know how we got into the final. But uh, me and Adelia were kind of manifesting, like, "Oh, it'd be so awesome if it was the if the if the girls are." And I'm like, "Yeah, it would be," but I I don't think I'm gonna make it. And then I beat ASG, and I was like, "Holy crap! I'm never gonna beat Ferris." I beat Ferris, not even just a little bit, like a lot. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and, well? I, and I took out Greg, the defending champ, mm -hmm. semifinals. So that was our, our Christmas present from, from football. Was we, made the, we made the final. And now on New Year's Eve, we'll find out who wins. I have no yeah. hopes for me because I'm losing people with left and right. So I just like told Adelia, congratulations, because I don't even and care I told who wins. You, you can't say that yet. You <laughs> said the same thing about your matchup with Ferris, and you won that one. So. No, no. I just, like, I'm losing still people still. Like... Russell Wilson is out. I'm like, I don't have him. is out. You still have all good people. I have people like out, out. You, you have good people too, Brandy. You oh. have good people too. Uh, oh, Miller has clarified that he means in numbers. Josh Horowitz's podcast is. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, he, I was just Googling to see if there's any news. Apparently, like the, the recent news is Gary Oldman thinks his performance in Harry Potter was mid. Uh, he, <laughs> he is so hard on himself, man. No, he was like, no, he was like, literally, like, if I had read the books like Alan Rickman had, maybe I would have given a shit, but I didn't know. <laughs> I love him as serious. I love him too. Look, I think he's great, but I remember him saying recently on somebody else's podcast that like that and the and Jim Gordon like are just like what got him home and time to like hang out with his kids. Like he just like coasted. He had like senioritis for those two movie uh, two series. Like he didn't. He just phoned it in. But like he, I think he was great in them. Yeah. And you know what? I'll even argue that if he had tried harder, it would have been worse. Like, if he had done Serious Black Up more, it would have been, like, a worse film for it. Because I think he plays it really good, and it's kind of, like, subtle. And then his death is so, so meaningful and heartfelt. Um, but anyway, yeah. Good for... And I really... Guys, check out go ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Drew. I was going to say, everyone check out his new podcast. I forget the name of it, where he basically just does movie comment. Like, he just does a reactor thing where he sits down and him and a director of a movie will sit down and watch an entire film and they'll just talk over the scenes. It's really cool. What's the name of that podcast? Oh, Josh Horowitz. Yeah, Josh Horowitz's new show. It's like a show, not a podcast. But, uh, yeah. What's the name of it? Podcast. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. yeah. And does anybody have anything they're looking forward to in 2024? Yeah. Like tons of stuff, like really building out this community space and like yeah. giving creators some. I know it sounds like a cheesy line that I'm saying, yeah. but like I really give a shit about this. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a, uh, it's all it's all like work related, but it's like also stuff that's we're like very passionate about. And it's like grateful to have the ability to mix with that kind of work with passion. Yeah, passion yeah. fruit. Yeah. 
um yeah i'm really excited to like meet some of these creators like to like actually establish like connections like nightmind has been such a huge influence on my life such a big influence on what made video drew video drew and finally getting to talk to him and like interview him for like an hour and a half and having him ask me about the video drew character because he had like watched the schmodown like was and now like we talk like every day about like the discord and like how to build things out because he's so community focused um it's just such a good feeling so i'm really excited to work with him yeah. and yeah. a bunch of other people what? Tava. What was that? Oh. <laughs> Sammy hit the door stopper thing. The boing. Oh, boing. yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Sound is weird because, like, it sounded like a motorcycle revving up. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what about you? Uh, I'm just gonna be happy to be done with my credential classes. Hopefully, everything will be finished this year. I get to take one year off and then go finish my masters. So it'll be nice to at least be done with all the stuff the state requires yeah eric what about you anything in particular not related um, to passion fruit yeah uh <laughs> trying to think and trying to think of like yeah what's on, the, what's, on, like, yeah. what's on the horizon <clears throat> in the world and such yeah that's that's yeah. lot to even like positive yeah you positive even like entertainment wise it's really good day, and we're season two it, it, well that got pushed back oh fuck me because the rush <laughs> uh, yeah. next year. So I'm trying, yeah, trying to think of like what's even like on the docket now of like what's coming out next year. We should get another puppy. <laughs> We're no, that's not. We are no, no, we are no. We want a puppy. What if? Because this is one busy looking. We need. That was a great reaction, Eric. When we got the one dog, we were just supposed to get Sammy, and then he saw a Facebook post from the same owner being like, "Nobody wants me," and it was a picture of Tulba, and he just goes, "Oh, well, we gotta get this one." Like he's like, "No one wants her." Like that's so sad. And then we show up. He's just gonna keep showing you more and more pictures, Eric. Like you want this one? I know. And then by the time the house, the woman's trying to pawn off Sammy's sister with like a with a broken leg and like a real personality disorder, like like a real some some real anger issues. He's and Eric's like, "We can take three dogs, right?" And I'm like, "No, Eric. Like let's go home and talk." about this so i know three dogs is possible <laughs> i know there's potential for three dogs yeah. you, could, you could have a human puppy what a human what? puppy <laughs> no you have a kid i mean yeah. I guess. maybe yes a human puppy <laughs> I don't. I've never called them human puppies, but I think you. I think you get your children taken away if you call them human puppies. <laughs> I don't know. They all do the same thing. They eat. They drool. They poop. There's not a lot of not a lot of differences there. Same. Huh. Interesting. 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 <laughs> I have teenagers. They're irritating me. What does that tell you? It's funny. Um, our our roommate's mom stops by sometimes, and she she yeah. a bunch of different puppies, and she's like, "What did she say recently?" She's like, if I could do it all again, she's like, I wouldn't have the kids. Yeah. She's like, the, she's like, the dogs are so much better. She's like, I love my boys, but the dogs are a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like teacup versions of the dogs. Yeah. Justin, um, what about you? Something you're looking forward to in 2024? Man, it's not. I mean, I haven't really been. Uh, yeah. I haven't really thought about it too much. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm going to see Brandy some point this year. There we go. Mm. There Other than that, I'm just trying to survive, man. I'm at the age now. It's like, bro. Aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Another year. Another I'm day. Yeah. I'm trying to win this Starbucks, uh, sweet Starbucks for life sweepstakes. Let's see if I My whole goal is uh, 
uh, being a dad and uh, my son will officially become an adult, not this coming up year, but the next year. So How's that feel? Uh, it feels like uh, I'm in the Game of Thrones and I'm on the wall. Oh no! And, hey, and I'm, I'm I'm almost at the spot where I can say my watch is over. Yeah. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> my watch That's heavy. Is over. That's heavy. <laughs> Did they only say that when they die? Isn't it like a lifelong sentence? <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think they ever say now my watch is over. It's now his watch is over. Now the watch has ended. John gets yeah. to say it when he dies. It comes back. Yeah, he doesn't get to say it to himself. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Because like I, he's like I die technically I'm done. We okay whatever we'll discuss this later. <laughs> Brandy, what about you? I'm just looking forward to more happy moments. Just making more happy memories with everybody. What about you, Delia? Oh, you're um, working with me. <laughs> I I am looking forward to going to uh, visit Drew and Eric in February. Actually, dude. Surprise, I'm coming Pokemon. too. No, I'm we're kidding. Gonna <laughs> we're going to Pokemon we're gonna so have, hard. Yeah, we're gonna I, have you don't even fun. know how jealous I am that you're going to Pokemon. Like, you don't even realize it. I mean, you know how jealous I've been that everyone else got a Pokemon and I didn't get any. I was like, why aren't they coming to Los Angeles? It's like so fucking obvious. Like, so I'm so excited to, to go. Yo, I ain't going to lie to you. LA was kind of garbage. Like, I had, <laughs> fun. I, I had fun being there with the people I was hanging out with, going. And uh, visiting y'all's place, for instance, and uh, Mark Riley's. Oh, it can be garbage. It's a totally but, garbage place. We just came to the house, basically. The, those were those were nice places, and, and like I said, I had a great time with the people I was hanging out with. But God, dog, LA sucked. Yeah, I, man. I went to Hollywood Boulevard because I'm like, man, I love movies. Don't do that. This is where this is where like all the like cool movie stars come no, to do no. whatever and then it That's ruined it it ruined it's it Times square it's like the where the you see all like the guys dressed as captain jack sparrow like Look, no man, <laughs> i got to see i got to see like uh, a hollywood star of some famous like uh, uh actor or something like that, that that i know and it was like really super cool and right next to it was a turd and it ain't even a dog turd it was a human yeah. turd like this is yeah. nasty it's gross. I mean, but that's just like that one part. So we live in downtown beautiful Burbank. Like, uh, it's really cool. Actually, one of the uh, true crime things that I was talking about, some stuff happened in Burbank. Oh, show me. I mean, it, it was actually, it, it was either the Hillside Stranglers or the. Uh, no, Hillside Stranglers of Seattle. No, no, no. They were around that area. There was a, uh, another one, though, that was called the Sunset Boulevard Killers. Yeah. And that, I mean. But the they were super crazy, but yet. one of them actually killed some people in the Burbank. Really? Oh, yeah. man, that's, that's fascinating. Um, I love that. I love that true crime shit, man. Um, they were, you're right. It was Los Angeles. I, I could have sworn. Yeah. The no, because they were going on at the same time that these other people were at. There was another group. It was a man, a woman that was the other group. No, Ken and Barbie. They were, yeah, they were called no, 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 not that group, but they were at the same time the Hillside Stranglers was happening. They were called the Sunset Strip uh, Killers or something like that. Gotcha. And and one of those two people like killed someone in Burbank. Like, do you want to like Burbank go Club. have a podcast about true crime? Because I feel like I'll do it. it. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But not so like that's what you got looking forward to for twenty twenty four podcast <laughs> about true crime. Like, like here's the concept of podcast: we don't study for it, and we just like find stuff out on Wikipedia as we just go along, like doing it like this. Oh yeah, shit, was it so sad? Oh yeah, there was somebody else around that time. Yeah. Like, and then just reading, going, oh my god, did you hear they wrapped her up in masking tape and dumped the body? And it's just us being like freaking out. Uh, nah, the, the, 
can do the it. Look on the lady, <laughs> the look on the lady's face that was living in the same apartment complex as Jeffrey Dahmer, and she was oh telling God. the people like, "Oh, he was a nice kid. Like I even ate lunch, and he made me some sandwiches before." Then she, then she, then she realized there was like uh, dead bodies inside you know his like refrigerator. Okay. Thank you, uh, Justin, <coughs> Drew, and Eric, Brandy, Chris, Brennan, Jake, everybody for watching tonight. Um, and Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year's. Go hang out with the um, put Toaster Strudel mascot. What are we? <laughs> Pop tart. Pop tart. How do you guys know? Is this like a famous thing now? Anyway, let's go. Bye. Pop tart.